Welcome back to Goodreads Better Friends. It's been a minute. I don't know if you recognize our voices, but uh, we are Morgan. And I am Aisha. We took a little bit of a break because holidays are insane and the world was insane. We needed a bit of a breather. Yeah. But I think we're ready to come back out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> that was me drinking. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Delicious, delicious lemon tea shake up from Dorothy Lane Market. Yummy. Thank you, Dorthelene Market. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we are back for the new year. Happy 2021, everyone. I hope it's treating you well. I hope it treats you well. Yeah, I hope it, yes, treats all of us well. Yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. We need redemption from 2019, which was supposed to be 2020. Right. So now we need redemption from 2019 and 2020. Right. So I think I've been seeking redemption since 2016. Yeah. So... <laughs> If we could just get that going. Yeah. <laughs> Universe, please. please? <laughs> oh, but anyways, Aisha, you got things to say? I do. I, have, I literally made a list called General Life about everything that I, I'm just, oh my God, December was the longest month ever. So first I was bummed because my, my poor car has a little hole in it, so it's leaking oil everywhere. That's going to be about $300 and I'm getting it fixed next week and I'm very excited because then because I love my car. My car is my child. What's so, her name? Her name is Lucinda. Lucinda. She's an name. all black Kia Soul and she's beautiful. <laughs> so that bummed me out and that kind of ruined my Christmas because I literally had to spend my Christmas money on getting this test done because they didn't know where the leak was coming from. So I had to spend my Christmas money on that. <laughs> I'm just bumming everybody out. Um, so then... My mom canceled Christmas, obviously, because of COVID, and I was kind of bummed about that, but I had a really great Christmas. Um, Dana, my best friend, who I've mentioned 20 million times, mm. I told her to listen because she hasn't listened to all the episodes, and I was like, if you listen, I mention you like 20 times. <laughs> we name times. drop you like, all the time. Yeah. I was like, you're famous. They know who you are. Come on. <laughs> But she, her parents had a friend who tested positive, Oof. so um, she couldn't go home for Christmas, so she stayed in oh. Columbus. So I drove down Christmas night, and I spent the weekend with her in Columbus. Oh, that's nice. It was so much fun. I even bought some, if you look behind you, you see that sage? Uh-huh. It's Ooh, a it's chakra sage. It's really, it's white sage with, with um, colored rose petals over it, and then some Palo Santo, which is really good for cleansing the mm-hmm. air of negative energy. Um, more than sage, by the way, guys. So Palo Santo, it's cheaper too. And then, <laughs> this is where I become an idiot. So on my way, like I wasn't even, I was at the Kroger by Dana's house when this happened. I was at the Kroger Fuel Center just spitting some gas in my car so I can get home. Because it was only like an hour drive. It's not very far. And <laughs> <Uh-oh>. I, <laughs> I, um, so I always lock my car. When I'm popping gas, because they always warn you about people breaking into your passenger seat and stealing stuff out of your car that way. So I always lock my car. I usually leave my driver's side door open, and then I usually have my phone in my pocket and my my keys in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I always do that. Mm -hmm. I just didn't do it this time. (laughs) And I parked too close to the pump, so I had my door open at first. And then I had to shut it, because I couldn't get to the pump, because I I parked too close. And I locked... I locked myself out of my car, and I was panicking so Was your phone in your car? Everything was in my car. Oh, no. Everything. 
So I had to walk back to the Kroger and there was a guy behind the desk who was really sweet and he was looking on his phone for me to help me figure out what the heck I'm supposed to do when I lock myself out of my car. So eventually, because when you call the police, I thought that you could just call the police and they'd send someone to pop your lock and mm-hmm. that's fine, but they said, we can't do anything. Yeah, they have to get a locksmith, don't they? <laughs> Apparently. So yeah. they, I, he told me to call campus police. So I called campus police and they called a towing company yeah. and, um, they opened my car and then wanted all this money from me. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't have any money. I just spent the weekend in Columbus. Like, right, right. I'm broke. So I had to call my friend and be like, Hey, I need a favor. I need you to send me $70 for $70 oh, no. for a five minute job. I was not happy. Um, so <laughs> I paid her back like, immediately it was fine right, right. but I was just like I called Emily as soon as I got back in my car and I was like you will not believe what I just went through oh my god and then the next week literally a week later I was in this past weekend I didn't do it again no. okay good <laughs> I was I had an appointment at Grismer to because my dye test was done I had to drive my car 100 miles and I wasn't going anywhere so oh, I hadn't okay. driven it so when I drove to Columbus and back that gave me my 100 miles okay so my dye test was done. And on my way, I had to stop because I needed to spit like five bucks of gas, just a little bit. <laughs> um, just a little bit of gas. <laughs> my battery died at the gas station. Oh my God. I was, I was having a meltdown all day. I was just like in yeah, a crappy Jesus. mood. And then Grismer tried to charge me $266 for a new battery. Um, no. I know. <laughs> and even, even Emily was like, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. That's too much. So she called around and she, well, she looked around and she found that Sam's Club, if you have a membership there, will get you a battery for and all you have to pay for is the battery and you don't have to pay like a service fee or anything. Oh, nice. My battery was a hundred dollars. Yeah, battery should not be two hundred what I did know. they say? Two hundred and sixty six dollars. No. That's what they were gonna charge me. No. I was like, no. no <laughs> it was no. like, well, you know, as soon as you turn your car off, you can't turn it back on. I was like, I'll just leave it on while I'm driving there. It's fine. Right. Like, right. like so I drove it there. I was freaking out a little bit because I was like, what if my car just adopts while I'm driving? But apparently, if, as long as the car is still going... The engine going charges the Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But just, I didn't turn it off. Sam's Club did it, and I was feeling a lot better. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, man, this sucks. Because this is something just happened last week. And right. now i got to pay this this week, and I still have to get it fixed in another week. So I was, like, melting down. And then I was like, this is actually really good. It's, like, good that all this happened at the beginning of the year. Right. Like, my baby's going to be fine for the rest of the year, hopefully, right. as long as something happens to the engine. Or, you know, she probably needs, like, new tires soon or something. But that's small. That's fine. But, like, oh. Yeah, geez. <laughs> it was just a little bit of bad luck for me. The only time I've ever gone to Grismer was to change one of my tires. Or maybe two. I don't remember. Yeah, I bought two tires so that they'd be even or whatever. And I ended up walking away spending $500 on top of the $200 for the tire. Because I don't... See, that's the thing. I'm... I don't know anything about cars. And I you don't can either. You can tell just by looking at my sweet, innocent little face that I don't know shit about cars. 
So maybe the thing that they had to do to it was really important and maybe it wasn't. Either way, I was about to go um, home to visit my family. So you're like, so I was like, I need to get this fixed. But at the same time, that was like money that I needed to go home to visit my family. Hey, y'all, the world isn't made for the poor. I don't know if you (laughs) knew that yet. Um, But anyways, so yeah, I like just avoid Grismer now. And it might not have even been their fault, but I'm just like... (laughs) Honestly, the guy was like it always cost me so much money. I know, and the guy was kind of like he was like playing nice, like but you can tell he was judging me. And I'm like, it was like a little bit of condescending. That's how it was when I went there. First of all, I didn't grow up with a car. Um, I didn't grow up with a dad to show me how cars work. I didn't get my license until I was 25. I'm only 26. Right. So fuck you guys. Like you don't get to judge people like that. And the guy at Sam's Club was so sweet. He was just the sweetest person. But that guy at Grismer just gets under my nails. (laughs) But yeah, he was also trying to get me for a whole bunch of other stuff. And I was like, I'm not paying for any of this. Mm -hmm. You just got to tell him no. Because I'm like, I'm getting... Which I'm so bad at. (laughs) Honestly, I'm just like, no. You just got to say no. And then he was trying to send me to this financing thing that worked for no credit. And I looked at all the reviews and it was like, yeah, no, this is like a scam. Like, they were charging people almost... 250% 250% over what they, right. the initial amount that they paid. I and feel like, like generally if they say no credit, that means super high interest. Yeah. Like, super Which high makes interest. no sense. If you can't afford it, we're going to make you pay more. That makes no sense. Hey, y'all, the world wasn't made for the poor. It was not. <laughs> In case we haven't made that clear oh yet. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah. So, anyways. Um, but I have good news. I good mean, I'm news. I'm sure you're probably really tired of hearing me talking already because no, it's been not. 10 minutes. <laughs> So, the first thing I want to talk about was New Year's. I had a really great New Year's. So, Dana and Jess came over, mm-hmm. and we tie-dyed. We made tie-dyed masks and socks, Ooh. and it was so much fun, and we drank a little bit, and we had some chicken, and we watched some movies, and it was a lot of fun. And <laughs> yesterday, I found out that I got financial aid so I can go back to school. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Because they were like, I was confused on what I was looking at because they told me I had to do an appeal to get financial aid. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't meet SAP, which means that you, your, your uh, cumulative GPA fell below a 2.0. That's what, basically what that means. Oh. So I went and I got into my DARS mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, <laughs> my GPA sucks, but it didn't go below a 2.0. Right. So I sent an email to an advisor in the department I want to be in, which is psychology. And she sent it up to Raider Connect, and so I checked it yesterday, and they had sent me an email saying, you have awards. So I was like, yes! Yeah. So I Yay. checked it, and I was like, I have funding, so I'm going back to school. Do you know when? Have you... Um, probably immediately. <laughs> I just have That's to get so on, exciting. accept everything, and then get into my classes. Okay. So it's going to be difficult to balance it with work, with Especially my work schedule. Yeah, it's going to kill me a little bit. So yeah, that's all of my stuff. I'm sorry I talked so long. No, it's exciting. It's very <laughs> Just, good. It's been a month, so I had a lot of things to say. I don't have as many exciting things going on, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm very excited for you to go back to school. Like, I'm so happy. I just had a dream that I went back to school last night. But it was high school, question mark. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe you want to go back to high school as the fully formed person you are now. Nah. I don't either. I'm just like, no, high school is donezo. I don't, I don't ever want to go back there. <laughs> no, I'm good. In my dream, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've done at least two or three years of college, so why am I doing my last semester of high school right now? <laughs> like, you were aware. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I lived on campus out of college, so why am I here? <laughs> you were like completely aware that this is wrong. Yeah. Like, 
like, no, no, no. But here I am. Um, but yeah, so anyways, my good news is I got a bass. Ooh, you look like such a, a bass cool guitar. Lady. Somebody, I told somebody, my friend's dad, that I got a bass, and he's like, oh, one of those upright things? And I was like, no, I wish. God, those are so cool. Upright basses, they're like, boom. boom oh, boom, the boom, huge, boom. like, yeah. bigger than a cello thing? Yeah. yeah those are they're, awesome. I mean, I would love one of those, but they're a little bit out of my price range. Um, <laughs> like, Just a little bit. They're, they're, like, twice as expensive as my car. To be fair, my car's a Happy Meal toy. Um, that's adult sized, but, um, but... I love your car. It has character. It has so much character. It's character, it's character is scumbag, but, but sure, it has character. Um, but no, so I got a bass guitar. It's like a very light mint green kind of turquoise. Oh, I love it. I know those are two different colors. I just don't know how to describe colors. It's a very light aqua seafoam perhaps yes um no i love it so much and i can play smoke signals by phoebe bridgers and sing along and i can play chaos reigns by fox bodies and not sing along (laughs) so we're getting there um it's really hard to sing and play an instrument at the same time yes i agree except for piano i can do it pretty okay i like i'm okay at playing ukulele and singing but when I was thinking about it, I was like, but I wasn't at first. It took a lot of practice for me to get that way. So I have to do that with bass, too. Like, I used to not be able to sing smoke signals while I was playing at all. But I'm getting there. Um, yeah, so it's very exciting. Um, I'm having a good time. You like such a cool lady. <laughs> yeah, Freddie, every time he sees me holding it, he's like, you're just so cool. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I also, my dad got me a watercolor set for Christmas, uh, like a really cool. She went into my closet. She knows I hate it when she does that. <laughs> She's just doing it to annoy you. <laughs> We're talking about Aisha's cat, not her, like, roommate. Um, <laughs> that would be funny, yeah, my roommate went into my closet. <laughs> While we were recording. <laughs> Bit weird. Um, yeah, my dad got me a watercolor set, so I've been practicing watercolors, and uh, I suck, but it's a lot of fun and it's really like soothing. And I actually did a really cool like mountain scene with um like pine trees in the foreground. Aww. It was really cool. It's just like nice, peaceful. I like follow some um like tutorials on YouTube or I just kind of draw. I tried to draw the sunset that I saw when I was jogging the other night, and that was pretty cool. Not very good, but still, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy sure. it, so I'm hoping I get better. And we then should also, do a wine and paint. Yes, I think we should, 100%, because you know what? Anybody can do a wine and paint. All they need is, like, a YouTube tutorial Literally. and wine, so <laughs> yes. Um, let's do that. <laughs> and then also, what else? Uh, I've been doing a lot of yoga lately just because it's been too cold for me to jog and I just want to do something to move my body around. I just wanted to give a plug to if any of you are wanting to just like try out yoga maybe you have like no experience or maybe you have experience but you can't go to a yoga studio to go to classes. I think it's really cool uh, to try yoga with Adrian. She's like my favorite. She has a YouTube channel which I'll link in the show notes. She's just like this like peppy calming person. She makes a lot of jokes if she says something that's kind of like you could take as an innuendo she's always like ayo after <laughs> like she's so funny and she does she's a millions of videos um yoga for lower back pain yoga for when you're dead inside <laughs> yoga for when work is stressing you out yoga f- she even did one yoga when you're sick so like it like is more like not a bunch of upside down stuff you know what i mean like so you don't get like dizzy exactly and um 
Yeah, they're just, like, she has them for, she has different, like, times, like, yoga for 10 minutes or less when you're in a hurry, or they're also, like, 45 minute to an hour sessions, and, like, she even, like, says in the videos, like, you don't need to spend a bunch of money to enjoy yoga and to take part in it, and all of her stuff is free, and she, like I said, she has tons of videos, they're very professional, and she, she's just a calming presence on her own, so... Uh, I really recommend Yoga with Adrienne. She's really great. Like, super not judgmental. She'll, she'll do some things, and she's like, hey, if, you're, if your heels don't meet the floor when you're doing this move, that's okay, you know? And if it's a little bit too much strain on your knees, then you can bend this or whatever. And she's, yeah, she's just super cool. And, yeah, I like her a lot. So check out Yoga with Adrienne if you haven't. I will link her in the show notes. And that's, I think, probably all the news that I have. Okay. Because my brain's been turned off for, like, a year. So, <laughs> you know. I feel that. <laughs> oh, man. I hope 2021 is just... I think it's already kind of... I mean, we're going to ignore the coup that took place. Um, the attempted failed coup, and all those yeah. people are getting federal charges right now. So, good. that's good. Other than that, and hopefully no one tries to, like, do anything to Biden on Inauguration Day. That's my other fear. Yeah. But yeah. That's always a fear, I guess. Um, yeah, that's a big one, isn't it? I didn't yeah. think about that for some reason. I think it'll be okay. Yikes. I mean, if no one took out, well, no one took out Trump because the most violent people were his supporters, but... Right, right, right. <laughs> the people the people that would assassinate a, a president that's getting inaugurated are the people that um, are pro-Trump. So, anyways. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to move on to media absorption? I got so much. Yeah, me too, bud. Oh, oh my god. Um, you want to do, we talk about the shows first, and then we move to music, and then we move to podcast? Or... Sure. Alright, you, why don't you go first? Did you say shows first? Let's do shows first. Okay. I got out of my rut. I think last time we recorded, I was in a bit of a rut. I'm out of the rut now, and now I'm overwhelmed with shows. Oh my god, girl, me too. <laughs> but, here's what I want to say. It's January, in the middle of a pandemic. What the fuck else are we going to do? You like, this that, is the yeah. best time to be inundated with shows. Because, you know, I was in a rut earlier in the year. If I were in that rut right now, I'd be depressed as hell. But luckily, I have a million shows that I'm trying to keep up with right now. And it's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I believe you. <laughs> first and foremost, after encouragement from all of my friends, I finally jumped on the Shit's Creek bandwagon. I And it's been on my list forever. It's not like I was avoiding it. I just, like, I had so much going on other shows and I finally started watching it and I love it. I knew you would because I'm like I if love you love it. Arrested Development you are gonna <laughs> love Shit's Creek. It's just it's so it's good. Science, man. David Rose is my favorite. Oh, yeah, he I loved I love the part where he says I like the wine not the label because that's like so freaking good. Yes. Yeah so anyways um you got an email from Michael's. Oh thank the you Michael's. Store. <laughs> I thought you'd like it if I told you that. But... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. get my, my half a planner stuff from Michael's. It's fun. Uh, I'm just going to tell everybody what emails you're getting right now. <laughs> I also got one from Zillow. Um, so, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Sorry about that. I like Schitt's Creek a lot. It's good. I'm, I've been one over. I just started the last season. I think I'm like two episodes into the last season, and it's uh, good. I started one day at a time. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. So it was like, I guess it was like a, I thought it was a sitcom like in the 80s or something, but I never watched it or knew anything about it. This is like a new updated version of it, I guess. And so it's like a, um, a single mother. <clears throat> she's divorced from her husband. She's a, she's a veteran. She's Cuban. 
Um, they live in, I think, like LA area now, maybe Sacramento. I don't know anything about California. They're from California area. Um, it's a whole new world over there. Yeah, yeah, it's one that I've never been to. Yeah. So, um, and so she lives with her mother, who is played by the actress who played Anita in uh, West Side Story. So that's uh, oh, it's good. And so, and so she's like an elderly woman. And then her two teenage children and, uh, their teenage, her teenage daughter, Elena, I love her so much. She's like a sassy little feminist. And, uh, eventually she comes out as a lesbian to her family. And, um, it's like, (laughs) thank you. It's one of my like favorite scenes ever is after she comes out to her grandmother, this elderly Catholic woman, her grandmother's like, Oh yes, I love you anyway. She was really nervous because you know, her grandma's all about her getting married and having a quinceanera and everything. So, um, she comes out to her grandmother and her grandmother's like, Oh, it's okay. I love you anyways. And so she like leaves and her, the mom comes in and she's like, are you really okay with this? And the, and so her grandmother is like, well, of course I'm not okay with it, you know? I'm Catholic, of course, and so I can't just, I'm not just okay with homosexuals. She's like, I'm Catholic, and even though God did make us in his image, and, and God doesn't make mistakes, and even though our Pope did say that it's okay and we should accept people, who do I think I am to go against God and the Pope? And she sits there and she's like, huh, no, I'm cool with it now. And just like, it's one of my favorite scenes ever. Yeah, she's like, well, you know, God loves us all and he doesn't make mistakes. So who am I? And that's just, oh, I love it so much. I just want to show that to every person who tries to use religion against, you know, gay rights and stuff. So anyways, it's a really, it's cute. And it has like the little giggle moments, like sitcom laughs, you know. But at the same time, they touch on really serious things like Elena coming out to her family and like her, her family all like, you know, her brother's like, okay. And then like her grandma works through it and her mom takes a little bit while longer to work through it, but she does. And, um, it has to deal with like the mother character. Her name's Penelope. I should actually say their names. The mother character, Penelope, she's a veteran and she did get hurt when she was in Afghanistan. And so there's a whole episode where she's on the phone with the VA trying to get, she's just trying to get pre-off to go to a chiropractor because her shoulder that she, you know, was injured in the line of duty is like bothering her so bad. And she's on the phone all day long and she's getting kind of treated like she doesn't matter so much. And that's something that vets have to deal with, with the VA a lot. And so like almost every episode touches on little things. Like the grandmother tells her story about coming to Cuba, I'm coming to America from Cuba and having to leave her family behind and, and it's mixed in with these laughs, though, and it's just, like, hard-hitting but cute and funny, and I just, like, feel like I'm part of their family now. And it's just, it's a really good show. Yeah. I like it a lot. Brody and I are watching Twin Peaks. Well, Brody's already seen it, but I'm starting it. I uh, watched it about five times last year. <laughs> last year was the first time I watched it, and I watched it five times. I love that. <laughs> I just, I don't know why I had never, it's, once again, not one of those things that I was avoiding. I just never was interested in watching it. I already had a bunch of shows I wanted to watch. But then, like, I've been in, Brody's been playing The Last of Us 2. He just finished it last week, oh I think. Oh, my God. Me, too. And so, I don't know. Between that and, like, I don't remember what else I was doing or watching. I've just been in, like, a Pacific Northwest vibe lately. And I'm like, I kind of want to watch 
Twin Peaks. And when I told Brody that, he, like, lost it. He was like, yes, we're watching it. <laughs> he didn't lose it, but he was very excited. So we uh, we have a tradition on Saturdays where we get donuts from Bill's Donuts, mm. and we make ourselves pour-overs of coffee at, like, 7 p.m., and then we watch Twin Peaks, and... It's very good. So it's coffee so and donuts weird. and Twin Peaks and you guys starting to set your your um, <laughs> what are they called? Uh, God, why is the word God? Your um, what is it? Traditions. Your, your yeah, tradition. our little tradition. It is. It's our little tradition. And so yeah, we're gonna do that tomorrow night. I'm very excited. Do you smell food? Yes. I yeah, do. me too. It smells delicious. It smells really um, and so yep, pumped about Twin Peaks. And then my last one is Bridgerton. I just got started on that. I'm only like one and a half episodes in. I'm not going to talk about it. I love we'll, it. We'll talk about it in depth after well, you finish it. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say. I've it twice already. So far. Oh my God. <laughs> so can I just like tell you some things? Of course. And you don't spoil them for me? Of course. So I, I watched the first episode over the last two days, I think. Because Brody's been using the TV a lot for like playing video games and stuff. He's just been more into games lately, which is fine with me because I have a ton of other shit I need to do, anyways. So I haven't had a lot of watching TV time. And so I like started the second episode of Bridgerton like on my first break today at work. And I, that one drew me in even more. Like now that I kind of have established connections with some of the characters and I really love Eloise so much she's She's my my favorite favorite. (laughs) she's my favorite I love her so much and every time she's on screen I laugh and then like what did she say she walks into the drawing room and she's like spreads her arms out and she's like how does a woman become with child or something like that (laughs) and it was just so funny I love her she's hilarious and then I like Penelope too I just really, this is my fear. I don't want her to be tossed into the fat girl with unrequited love trope. And I really hope that doesn't happen. And so I'm like, I'm like biting my nails because I know she likes that boy. And I just, I just don't want her to just have the fucking unrequited love. Just let her, just let a fat girl be happy on TV. So anyways, I'm like worried about that. Yeah, those are my favorite characters for sure. The queen cracks me the fuck up. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, and um, Lord Bridgerton, he was in Crashing. Which I never watched fully, but I know that Ooh. has the girl from... Uh, yeah, uh, from Fleabag. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's been in something else, too. He was in Crashing, something else. Either way, he's funny. I like him, too. Um, he plays pretty much the same character in Crashing. <laughs> and I think in the other thing I saw him in, he was pretty much the same character, too. So, <laughs> you know. He's doing great. <laughs> he's doing great. <laughs> Typecast? A little bit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, those are my things. I was going to get more into this if I had time to watch more episodes, but I didn't. But did you ever watch uh, Mad About You? Oh, yeah. I used to watch it in the morning before school with, like, Caroline in the City Okay. I've never seen Caroline in the City. Oh my god, really? That was like I my must... childhood. Well, I didn't have cable, so it came on with like Will and Grace. Mad okay. About You was uh-huh. early in the morning. And then, because Mad About You had a, like a, I don't know if it was like Friends was a spinoff of it, because... It had Ursula. Yeah. 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 So I think it was supposed to be connected in that way, but uh-huh. it wasn't really connected. Right, right, right. It was just Ursula. Right. But yeah, that's how I remember it, but mm-hmm. I do remember... Mad about you. I just like I re- I started rewatching it because that was one of my mom's favorite shows when I was a kid, Same. and I remember it being on a lot. And I've only rewatched the first two episodes as an adult woman that uh, is kind of like a feminist, I guess. Well, no, no, not I wasn't second guessing the feminism thing. I'm definitely <laughs> a feminist, but I guess like looking at it from that lens, and I think Helen Hunt's character rocks. I love her so much, but like Paul Reiser's character. Does he suck? Yes. Like, 
he sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he sucks a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure the second episode is the one where he, like, he has a crush on this girl from college, and he goes down to the bar to meet her and his best friend, and he, like, he, like, basically, like, convinces his wife to go, too. I can't think of their names, damn it. Helen Hunt. He convinces Helen Hunt to go with him, too, so that he doesn't feel guilty and feel like he has to tell her everything that everybody said. So he just, like, drags her down there, too. And he spends, like, the whole time down there just, like, flirting with and staring at his, like, ex-girlfriend from college. Like, right in front of Helen Hunt, his wife. And I'm just like, hey, you hey, suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he just, like, sucks, right? Hey. And it's, like, killing him for me. Like, there's still the hard nostalgia, and I love their apartment. And I love, I'll always love Helen Hunt's character in everything she's in. I think I just love her characters. Uh, she's great in Twister, but yeah, I'm like, hey, this guy sucks. <laughs> and it made me mad because I wanted to enjoy it. You That's know, how I feel like when you when I watch Friends as an adult, I realize a there's barely any people of color in mm-hmm. it, and it's surrounded by the like Chandler is a little problematic. Yeah. Joey is which definitely, sucks because he's my favorite. He's my favorite too, and also I think if I were a male, I would be fucking Chandler Bing. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> but he, it's like he kind of treats women kind of shitty. Yeah. And then, like, don't get me started on how much Ross sucks. I hate Ross so much. Like, as an adult woman, maybe it's because I date adult men now. Well, I don't. I'm I'm engaged to one, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm I'm of the age. I'm of the age where I would be dating these men. Well, not quite, but you know what I mean. And I'm like, oh, you suck. Yeah, like like, that is not tolerable. Right, right. Like as a kid, maybe I didn't notice because they're adults, so they're like different species than us, kind of. You know what I mean? Like in my brain, that's how it was. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, ew, (laughs) this is not acceptable behavior. Yeah, yeah. it it is there. So anyways, what are you watching? (laughs) I got so much. So recently, I got some movies on here too. So recently, I I watched My Neighbor Totoro because I just really wanted to feel... A little bit. The sick mom just gets me. Yeah. Also, the fact that she looks just like her little daughter. Is so cute. I know. Um, I've been watching Cowboy Bebop because I've been mm. getting more into anime. I felt like because I didn't get into it when I was in high school that I would never get into it, but it's like all I've been caring about lately. I just really, really like, I don't know. So I've been kind of testing it. Just to see what I like. And Cowboy Bebop has got me yeah. pretty hooked right now. Because it's intense and it's really funny. And also the animation is fucking yeah. dope for the time. And the music's made. good. The music is dope. Everything about it is dope. <clears throat> the images are dope. The like space cowboy thing is super yeah. cool. I just, I love it. I don't know if, I don't think you've ever heard... Brody and I always go, seems that way. And that's directly <laughs> quoting uh, the fucking one guy. His like sidekick. Um, the one that's always in the ship. The one that's like that's getting the tasks. Yeah, block. seems that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm not super far. I think I've watched maybe six episodes, and they have a sub and dub version on Hulu, which mm-hmm. is really cool too. I of course just watch the dubbed because I can't I can sit and read it, but like I kind of watch it while I'm also reading a little bit, so I'm like I can't. Yeah. yeah so I feel like sometimes I miss what's going on on screen when I'm just. Focused reading. on reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, I mean, I'm willing to do it for, like, foreign films and stuff, because I love those. Right. They're usually so much better. <laughs> so I'm okay with doing it then, but I've just got to do the, i got to do the dub if it's available. I've been watching all of these freaking firefighter and, like, 911 shows because Emily's been watching them, and I've just <laughs> been watching what she watches. Uh-huh. So I watch Chicago PD, Station 19, and 911, which are all, like, Chicago PD is tied with, like, Chicago Fire, mm-hmm. and... Chicago Med, and then Station 19 is a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy, 
And then 911, I think, is its own thing. With, like, Angela Bassett as the lead. She's a badass. I just love her. We recently started The Client List with Jennifer Love Hewitt, which is really good. It's about, like, this this woman whose husband just leaves. So she's stuck with the mortgage payment and two kids. Two very young kids under the age of 10. So she starts working at this massage parlor, but they mm-hmm. also have, like, what they call extra services. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sex work, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's how she's making money and paying her bills. And it's kind of about, like, her doing that and then people slowly finding out and just kind of shaming her. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting because sex workers deserve respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like it. It only has two seasons, though. Um, Bridgerton, of course. I won't talk about it, but I can love it. Like I said, I watched it twice already. <laughs> and then Discovery of Witches. Have you heard of that? I have not. It's like a you very... You somewhere, didn't you? It's on my bed. Okay. Somewhere. Yeah, it's right there. It's very... The best way for me to describe it is, like, it's a very intellectual take on supernatural things. Like, I don't know. It's not, like, immature at all. It's okay. not like Twilight, you know? Okay. It's just really good. That's the best way I could... I'm reading the book right now, and I started mm-hmm. it because I really liked the show. I just don't know how to describe it. It's just... It's this girl who who is a witch, but she doesn't like to use any of her witch powers. But then she, it, it's just one of those things where her fate was kind of just thrown to her. Like, she ha- mm-hmm. she's, like, having to now. Mm-hmm. Like, she has no choice. So she's kind of learning how to use her powers while also learning that she's, like, really fucking powerful uh, in comparison to other witches. And then all these, like, demons and stuff are trying to figure out why. Um, there's, like, this book called... What's it called? Ashmole 782 or something like that. And it's like this really important witchy book that's been missing forever and then somehow appeared to her. So Uh everyone's like, why did it appear to you? Why are you so special? Mm -hmm. And then there's this romance brewing between a vampire and a witch and it's like unheard of. And yeah, it's kind of crazy. So... (laughs) What's, um, what's that on? Shutter. <laughs> I was Shutter. like, I know we've been watching it through Prime Video, but it's because we have a Shutter extension, so it's on Shutter. Okay. Literally, Emily only has Shutter to watch this. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I've been reading the book. That's it's my first book of 2021. It's like 600 nice. pages long. So it's gonna take me forever, but it is so enveloping. Like it, it's That's just good. so. Like I said, it's intellectual. So like when you read it, you don't feel. Like, you're reading some sappy teen fiction. Yeah. It's just really good. (laughs) So, Discover Witches. And I watched Insecure, which I told you about. Oh, yes! Which I I love. It It came through for the culture, y'all. The music is really good, too. I love Issa Rae. I love, I just love Issa Rae in general, but her character on the show is really fabulous. She's like this, um, she has like a, I think an education degree, so she kind of works with, to do events for uh, poor neighborhoods or black neighborhoods mm-hmm. to, like, raise money for their education or just put money back in their economy. Like, she tries to do stuff like that mm-hmm. while also dealing with, like, tons of relationship issues. It just, it, com- it just comes through for black culture. Like, if you are a black person and you're watching it, it's the most relatable thing ever. It's, that's the best way for me to put it. It really is. I, I just loved every second of it. I think I... There are five, four, four seasons. I think we're waiting for the fifth season of this show, and I watched it in, like, three to four days. Oh, wow. It was so good. Like, please watch it. I've heard amazing things about it. So and I've heard what you just said, that it's super relatable a million times. <laughs> um, where'd, you, where'd you watch that one? Insecure is on HBO Max. And so is the next one I'm going to talk about. Betty. Betty was... Uh, Betty was one of the reasons that I wanted to get HBO Max because I saw a trailer for it and I saw someone talking about it on Tumblr. Um, and it didn't disappoint me. 
So it's about this girl. Her name is Nora. She's trying to... Nina? Nina or Nora? I feel like I'm using her actual name, not her name in the show. But she's like the only... She's she, she's not the only white character, but she's like a main white character. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else is kind of like black and queer and just really nice. cool. Um, I loved this show. Okay. So her whole thing is she wants to teach women how to skateboard. This, this is what she wants to do. Because you, you go to the skate park, there's nothing... Like, there's tons of black people and white people skating, but there are no women. Mm-hmm. And when women get on, like, when they start skateboarding, the men are just kind of complaining about it. Mm-hmm. So, her the whole point was to get have this whole movement where it's, like, a mix of all races and sexes and everything. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And it also talked about um, gentrification in the hood. It talked about rape culture. Um, just to watch Betty. <laughs> okay. It is nice. And it, I mean, it literally has all kinds of representation. Black, queer, non-binary, everything. Like, it's beautiful. Please okay. watch that show. It's it, it's only six episodes long. It's oh, great. damn. Yeah. And also the music in, is really, really good. Yeah, that's all my shows. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I definitely want to check that out. Oh, oh man. Do I need to get HBO Max? You should. There's it's fifteen so ninety nine though. It drives me nuts. I already paid it's for worth it. so many streaming services. I pay for <laughs> Netflix, HBO Max, and Hulu. But Netflix is almost twenty dollars and drives me nuts. Right. And it, well, yeah, it just keeps raising. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I can give you my login. I would you feel guilty. Why? I don't know. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I if care. I have anything, I don't think I have any streaming services that you don't have. Because I'd be willing to share. Don't listen to us. <laughs> Netflix Corporation. <laughs> HBO Max Corporation. We're not sharing our past. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. So what are we talking about next? Music. Music. Okay. I've been super obsessed with uh, Marsha Belsky lately. Um, she has one EP album. It's like kind of comedy music. So the song that everybody knows, or the song that's most popular, is called 100 Tampons. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you were the one that told me that that one's used on TikTok, uh, TikTok yeah. a lot. Um, it's really funny. If you haven't heard it, it's about how Sally Ride was the first woman in space in the 80s, and uh, NASA sent her to space with 100 tampons for one week because they thought, because they don't know anything about women's bodies, and they... They asked her if 100 tampons would be enough for one week in space. And these are, as she says in the song, these are our nation's greatest minds. They are literally rocket scientists. <laughs> um, and so that's really funny. She has another one called Dick is a Predicament, which okay. is, um, I love that one. She basically like sings and makes fun of apology st- statements that were issued by um, men that have been charged with uh, sexual misconduct and just like kind of points out how they just like kind of shrug it off. It's really funny, but also really sad. Yeah. And she has another one where it's like, I hate female comedians, but you're okay, about a man who approaches her after a comedy show that she does and tells her that he hates female comedians, <laughs> but she's okay. And uh, yeah, so she's just like really fucking hilarious and on point. And um, I almost have that EP memorized because of how much I listen to it and scream sing it in the car because it's just so funny. So I'm on the lookout for her releasing new music. The Duh, I think is how you pronounce it. It's D with the O with the slash through it. I looked up on YouTube how to say it and I think that's how. Duh. 
But anyways, they're a really good band. I should know where they're from, but I don't. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> they have a song called Was It... All their music is really, really great. But they have a song called Was It a Dream that I've been really obsessed with lately. There's a pianist that I've been obsessed with for years now. His name is Chili Gonzalez. And uh, his whole album, Solo Piano 2, is like my favorite we bought that on vinyl because we just love it so much and we listen to it quite a bit and i actually asked brody when i was writing out my show notes um i was like what song should i tell the world to listen to by solo piano or by chili gonzalez and he's like oh gee i don't know and then he got out his phone and we listened to all of the songs and he's like all of them so i'm gonna say probably listen to white keys or revolving doors because those are his, like, most popular on that album. But all the songs in that album are really good. Maybe Minor Fantasy. I don't know which one I'm going to put in our playlist, but I'll put one of them in. And then the other two songs I've been listening to a bunch are because I've been learning them on bass. I figured I might as well put them in our playlist. It's uh, Chaos Reigns by Fox Bodies. Fox with two X's in it. Um, I love that band. It's, like, just, like, punky with a girl front person. And she, like, kind of scream sings, and it's really, really good. Their music is so fun to listen to. And then um, Smoke Signals by Phoebe Bridgers. I love that song so much. And I think that song, the bass part in it specifically, I've always loved, and it gives me real big uh, Twin Peaks intro vibes. And I think that's, like, another one of the reasons why I've been like, huh, I think I want to watch Twin Peaks. (laughs) So, yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, I'll put all those in our playlist, guys. What about you? I always feel so basic, because you guys are so unique with your music taste, and I'm just like, here's some pop artist for you. You always give me cool stuff that I never heard of. (laughs) My first song is I Miss You, I'm Sorry by Gracie Abrams, which I would love to do a cover of, because I actually really like the song. It's just a sweet, slow song, and actually she just released a full album. I think it's her first album, maybe? I don't know. I don't remember. But I listened to the whole thing, and there was not a single song on it that I didn't like. I think it's called 21. Um, And then... I found the rest of these songs. One of them was from Betty. The other two, actually, one was from Betty, one was from Insecure, and the other one was on a playlist that uh, Spotify made me. <laughs> so the the one that Spotify made me was called Cosmic by Chloe M.K., which is just really, how do I describe it? Like indie sounding, I guess. She kind of has that low toned voice, but the, mm. with like kind of heavy beats. I guess. Ooh, I like that. I don't know. I like the song. <laughs> I have never heard of her though, but I really yeah, like that. I haven't either. Um, Moment by Victoria Monet. She has a line in it called Life is But a Dream, which mm. makes you think of like some like a sweet lullaby because I think mm-hmm. it is from a lullaby. But this song is so dirty. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and like it it does not go. <laughs> but I love it. Um, Hypnotism, which I came up with a hula hooping uh, choreography Ooh. to because I loved it so much. Poor Emily had to listen to it in the living room now <laughs> because my floor creaks like crazy. But Hypnotism is by Bebel Matsumiya and it's really, really good. It's one of my favorite songs right now. And then um, <laughs> this is my I'm Ashamed, but kind of not. So there is this TikTok artist called Ash Nico. Mm-hmm. who I just, at first, I kind of, I heard the song Stupid Boys, which is the most famous song that she has, and I was like, this sucks. And then I listened to it, and I listened, and I was like, no, this slaps. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hmm, I wonder if she has any other songs. And then I was like, oh, so all of these slap. Um, 
<laughs> this is the epitome of um, Gen Z music, but I freaking love this girl. She's weird. What song is it? Uh, Daisy. <laughs> the song is called Daisy. I'm looking at it, but I was like, I can't say the word. Uh, it's Daisy by Ash Nico, and I really, really love the way she, like, her, she has a very unique singing voice. That Like, I just never heard it, and I love it. It's really cute. And she also does some, like, she raps, but she sing raps, too, and then she mm-hmm. sings. And it's really cool, and I like it. So that's probably the closest to Gen Z music I will ever go is <laughs> Ash Nico, but I love this song, Daisy. So that's what I've been listening to. I've been kind of in the music rut, mm-hmm. so I told that to my friend, and she made me a playlist. Dana. You know Dana. <laughs> Talked about Dana. She made me a playlist, and the entire playlist slapped. It was the oh, whole thing was good. That. So I mean, I was listening to it all day today. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, that's all my music for today. <laughs> I love it. Yay! So you got any podcast? I actually like. Uh, I had trouble too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> big big surprise here. I've been kind of stuck in the McElroy oh, yeah. franchise oh, yeah. for a hot minute. So uh, <laughs> the Adventure Zone, my brother, my brother, and me. I just recently started listening to the. Uh, podcast with Griffin and his wife Rachel called well it's called wonderful but when they start out they just talk about the bachelor together which Griffin gets so into the bachelor like way more into the bachelor than she does and I've never even seen the fucking show but I still love listening to it because they just like the way that they talk about it is so fucking hilarious but anyways um that's not what I'm going to talk about though the only other <laughs> podcast I really I actually just started listening to it um what day did the coup happen Wednesday? Yes. So I started listening to it on Wednesday. It's called Conversations with People Who Hate Me by Dylan Marin. And it's really great. So Dylan Marin is like, he's kind of like an internet personality. I hate that phrase because it sounds really basic. But he's not an influencer, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. He does like a bunch of different projects, like little web shows and stuff. And he does does like unboxing shows on YouTube. You know how like when people unbox products, but his products are like, uh, like social issues. So he unboxes social issues. Instead of, like, toys and stuff. He, like, does it, like, in the tone, like, okay, we're going to open it up now, guys. But he's, like, talking about, like, how mistreated Native Americans are or, like, gender bias and stuff like that. Like, he unboxes that. And, um, yeah, he does, like, a bunch of different, he has one called uh, Conversations with Trans People in Bathrooms. So he talks to, like trans people in the bathrooms that they're not like you know accepted in and stuff he has like interviews with them and stuff so he basically does like a bunch of like whole uh, like social justice kinds of things he gets like a ton of hate mail like a ton a ton of hate mail because his stuff is very very liberal so he gets lots of mean things from like conservatives and stuff and so in this podcast he reaches out to people who have sent him hateful emails or comments or whatever and asks if they'd be willing to have a phone call with him and just talk and that's what he does in the podcast he has conversations with these people and he's like i'm not here to like have a whole discourse on like gay rights or whatever it is that caused them to like send him these evil these like hateful things he just wants to see eye to eye with them like he just wants to have a conversation with them and like remind them that he's a person and he wants to remind himself that they're people and they just like talk and so I was fascinated his first episode. I was like three quarters of the way through it. And the guy that he was talking up to, he made me cringe a lot, but also he did seem to be like understanding where Dylan was coming from. Like he did, they did, they seemed, they were like getting along. The guy apologized because he called him like a shithead or something. He, I don't remember what he said, but he's like, 
he was like apologized. He's like, you know, I was overacting. I shouldn't have taken that out on you. And they were like starting to see eye to eye. And he still was saying problematic things, but there there seemed to be starting to be an understanding mm-hmm. there. I like was on my break. I had only listened to three quarters of the episode, and then I saw like the news about the coup and everything. And then I was just like, I can't listen to this right now. Like I want to, <laughs> I just can't listen to it. So I've only listened to three quarters of an episode. Maybe the rest of it sucks, but I'm pretty sure it's good. I think it's interesting concept. I like it, but right now, just like too my much. fucking head hurts. <laughs> so I just can't. Yeah, it's too much. But yeah, that's the only new thing I've been listening to. Everything else I've talked about on here. So. What about you? Um, well, we talked about Gilmore Guys. I've been listening to that. And yeah. um, Haunted Places, mm-hmm. which is just a guy talking about haunted places. I love any kind of ghosty, weird I podcast. Love I love those. If I can get into them, because sometimes... You can, when, you, when you're looking for a podcast, sometimes you have to vibe with the person mm-hmm. and the way they talk and, like, what they talk about. And if you just don't, you just don't. This guy is just, like, straightforward... Sh- doing research going on through all of these haunted places in a very general way so I just really like it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so my friend Jess actually uh got me hooked on it because I I had it like on my thing already and I listened to probably like three episodes and then Mm -hmm. I probably just out of sight out of minded it Mm -hmm. but I started back up this week and it's the only podcast I've listened to so um haunted places that sounds really cool I like that if you like ghosts (laughs) I love ghosts. I would, like, honestly, if I could find a group of people who would love to go ghost hunting with me, I would fucking mm. do it. I would do it. I, like, I would Spoofy. do it. <laughs> I get myself all worked up. <laughs> I would, but I would still go for it. I, yeah, love, I, think I, I might. love being scared. I, think I might. Like, love being scared. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I do too, to be honest. Like, there's the... One of the episodes that we did on another murder cast was the Legends of Helltown, Ohio, which is, like, an abandoned town mm. right now. There's, like, maybe three or four people that live there still. And there's, like, tons of lore about it being haunted, but creatures and stuff being there. And my friend Jess, who I do the podcast with, was like, we should go. And I was like, we can go in the daytime. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We can go. And I'm like, wouldn't that be a cool aspect if we actually visited some of the places that yeah. we talked about? I would love to do yeah, that. Like, that'd be really cool. You guys have no idea. Ghosts have been in my life forever. I wanna, I wanna do it. I wanna be a ghost hunter. And you still wanna go ghost hunting? Hell yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna seek it out. Alright, we have, we're like an hour in and we haven't even talked about our books yet. I think we should, probably should have warned you guys that this is gonna be a long end, cause, uh, we haven't talked to you in so long. It's been so long, we're sorry. So, but we're not, cause I know you love hearing us talk. Oh, I hope you do. <laughs> I can't get overconfident there, I guess. Alrighty then. Cool. I just did brief little blurbies, just really small about each okay. book, so it would it won't even take like ten minutes for me to right. talk about these. I divided mine into genre, but most of them I'm just gonna kind of list off, and then a few of them I'm actually gonna say blurbs about. I actually so. rated all of them based on what it, like, nice. and these are just uh, the books that I read that I didn't talk about on the podcast. Yeah, which same thing. I didn't read that many books last year because. I had, like, a nice chunk of time where I just couldn't focus on anything. Right, 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 right. Just had so much brain fog, and it, it, I wasted, like, three or four months of no reading. Right. So I only got 16 books read last year. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that this list would be half as long if I were not counting Audible books. But I am counting Audible books because there's still books that I consumed. They just happened to be consumed while I was doing uh, data entry at my job. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Our yeah. job is so fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least I get to listen to audiobooks. True. Couldn't do that when I was slinging Spro. 
<laughs> I love that. That's what we call uh, making coffee in the barista world. And by we, I mean myself only, probably. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah. You want to start? You want me to start? I don't care. I don't care. We're so indecisive. I don't know. I'll start. <laughs> I was just going to make that high-pitched noise until you volunteered. <laughs> well, the first book is actually the last book that I read, and it was the poetry book that Halsey released. If you don't know Halsey, she's a singer. She's great. She's one of my favorites. And she wrote a beautiful book of poetry called I Would Leave Me If I Could, which, first of all, I love that, too. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, same, bitch. <laughs> It's really beautiful, it's really tragic, and it chronicles a lot of what happened to her during her uh, relationship with G-Eazy, where she went through a miscarriage, he was, like, very abusive to her. She also um, went through some sexual abuse, and she talks about it really candidly, and she has a lot of really beautiful imagery in the book. Like, it was, it was really hard. It, I read it in two days. Of course, mm. it's a poetry book. It doesn't take that long to read them, but they can be a lot to absorb mm-hmm. but um i thought the book was really beautiful i gave it a nine out of ten you want to just go ding 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 oh sure um i'm starting off with my fiction books that i read one of my favorite books i read this summer was the bell jar by sylvia plath i had been like feeling like i should have read it like forever and i finally did and holy shit i loved it so much it was kind of like it haunted me a little bit but i went through a whole like 1950s phase this summer and yeah, that's one of my favorite books I read this year, definitely. I love Sylvia Plath. I have oh, a, um, yeah. well, I think you have my book, my yeah. Col- The Colossus is yeah. my favorite. I used to carry it around with me everywhere. It's my favorite book of <laughs> I poetry. love that. That's so cool. <laughs> that's very cool of you. <laughs> I just think Sylvia Plath was so edgy. Like, yeah. I, I love bad her writing. Ass. She is. Hell yeah. Have you read The Bell Jar? No, I haven't. I know you have a million books, but when, if ever you feel like reading it, you can borrow my copy because okay. it's real good. I, I definitely recommend it. Okay, I do think I I do want to read it. I don't I actually don't have a list of books that I'm reading yet. I'm just like going with the flow right <laughs> now. Yeah, just figuring it out. Because I'm like I was I, one of these years. I'm gonna do a read my shelf thing, uh, which is, was an idea that I got from book Big Book Energy. One of the mm-hmm. girls, uh, I think it's Jennifer. Uh, she's been posting it on Twitter. And she's doing, like, a read my shelf challenge where she's trying to read every book on her shelf that she hasn't read but bought. And I'm like, that would be so much. It like, would take me forever. <laughs> I'm like, good, good on you, girl. But... Yeah, good for you, maybe. <laughs> I have, like, 500 books. I bet I've read one-fifth of them. Uh, honestly. <laughs> maybe. It's, oh, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But it seems good in theory, but right. mm, no. I think I could do it if I didn't put something to it. Like, if I didn't name it the Read My Shelf Challenge right. or something. I could maybe, like, start going through it without thinking about it. But if I make it a whole thing, right. I won't do it. Yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I think the only way that I could get through it is if I didn't have a job or TV. Or True. friends. Or a phone. Or music or phone. Any social media. Because I, like, I'm reading a book on my phone, which I have a hard time with. I never yeah, read too. books on my phone because... I get distracted by Twitter and Facebook and right, Tumblr, right. Instagram. I can't do it. This one I can just because it's really fucking good. But this is the first book I've read in a long time that's an ebook because I mm-hmm. cannot focus on it at all. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Sorry. <laughs> the other one was Violet Bent Backwards Over the Grass, which was Lana Del Rey's book of poetry. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It was very true to Lana, honestly. It's like... You the way you hear her music is the same way you're gonna read her poetry. She has like tons of city photography mixed with it, and it's really beautiful. The way that I've always interpreted Lana is like she's someone who like experiences things 
like, when you listen to her music, you're just like, man, I feel like I just experienced that, whatever the heck that was, with her. Like, Mm -hmm. you feel like, kind of, like, like, smoking a cigarette on a balcony (laughs) with the sunlight, like, like, about a boy that you, that you don't even know. Like, that's, that's how I feel listening to her music, and that's Mm -hmm. how I felt reading her poetry. (sighs) Yeah, I said, very true to her ability to make you crave moments that you've never been through. That's, like, the most honest thing about Lana. I love her. I gave it a 6 out of (laughs) 10. Because I loved it, but it could have just been music. Like, I don't know. Right, right, right. (laughs) I just wanted to support my baby. (laughs) Um, Another one I read this summer when I was going through my, I guess it was more of a 50s and 60s phase, uh, is Tales of Beatnik Glory. It's a bunch of short stories about, like, beatniks and hippies living in... uh, What is a beatnik? It's like a hipster. It's like a 1960s hipster. Oh. They're like, you know, the black turtlenecks and just like smoking Yeah, snapping at poetry readings, mm. doing poetry readings. So yeah, these, these people in are the books beatniks? are like, yeah, I think we're modern beatnik. Yeah, no, um, but no, I think you equate them pretty much to a hipster in the 60s. They're like artists. They're just like bohemians, I guess, kind of. You know what I mean? Like Free-spirited? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so like the characters he writes about, they're like all of them are really eccentric and some of them are about like you know poets who go to these poetry readings and they're just like their poems are like insane and guys who are going on these crazy weird diets in order to like create more crazy art and just like I don't know uh, protesters they're they're all like different like eccentric funny characters that are all doing their own weird ass things and so yeah it was written I think in the 70s and it was kind of I think inspired by his time living in the village in New York during the 60s so yeah it's I thought it was hilarious very interesting um one of my absolute favorite books no it this is my absolute favorite book that I read this year was The Girls by Emma Klein oh yeah yeah Um, yeah I had been I remember working at Second and Charles and I just I mean, probably from the moment I started there, I stared at that book and mm-hmm. never bought it until um, after I left. <laughs> Literally, that was two years. No, one year. I don't think I was there for a full year. I think I was there for, like, nine months and some change. Mm-hmm. And I bought it at the tail end because I was like, this book is calling me. Yeah. And I had no idea what it was about. I just really, I think I was judging it by its cover because you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Just don't judge people but you can judge books. <laughs> so um, I read it while I was on vacation last year. It was goddamn good. It's, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, if you're, I'm obviously obsessed with true crime because I have a podcast about it. And I watch tons of documentaries and I read lots of true crime books because I think they're cool. And I mean, murder is not cool. It's very unfortunate, but I'm, I am someone who's interested in the psychology behind like someone who's capable of that kind of thing not the action itself, mm-hmm. you know? So this book is kind of taking, it's sort of like adding a fictional element to Charles Manson and the family, and it was really mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a 9 out of 10. I really liked the character. Um, it was weird because she was so young. Mm-hmm. I think that was the weirdest part of it, and she was so... It, it. I think when I read it, I was kind of worried, like, could I be someone who would accidentally fall into a cult like this? I think that's so intriguing about it, because it takes, like, the 
precociousness of being like how oh old was God. she 14 15 no 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 but for real <laughs> like like i think that's a good word for it though because you're like how old is she 14 15 yeah, she's, like 14. she's like 14 15 so when you're that age you're starting to be like i don't believe my mother what she says mm-hmm. anymore i think i'm like smarter than my parents mm-hmm. and then adults and that's what precocious is so she's basically like i'm gonna do my own thing but because she doesn't actually have any real understanding of the world that's how easily she was drawn into a cult i think that's fascinating because i think a lot of kids are and were like that you know at that age that's such a difficult age yeah. and that's uh, probably the best age to get pulled into a cult. not not was... for the recipient but for the cult yeah. <laughs> it was very honest um, yeah. the way they built her character mm-hmm. it just i sometimes feel like even now if someone just talked it up so good i could be <laughs> like i'm not kidding I'm, yeah. i was seriously sitting there like would i fall into a cult like right. this because she, I mean, she had no idea of just, like, how bad it was, like, what they were going, what they were doing, how she was being, okay, there's a gnat in the shiny nest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how she was being manipulated, and I'm right. like, I feel like I could have been naive like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I still could be naive. I feel like anyone could. Right, right. Because if someone says the right words to you, they know your personality enough to, like, manipulate you, it's kind of scary. And I was like... I was just thinking that the whole time I was reading the book. It's really good. Please read it. I think that's, like, part of the whole cult leader thing is they have so much charisma. I think that's yeah, why. Yeah, they're sociopaths. Yeah. And I wanted to, hold on, let me see if I can find it. I didn't have an example, but I loved, like, the wording of things in this book. Like, mm-hmm. she just, it, it was fabulous. And there was one line that, I, there was a couple, and I think it took pictures of when I started reading this that I really liked. I just want to give an example because I don't describe things well unless I'm writing it down. Yeah, same way. Although even my poetry is not descriptive, it's just very candid. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love that though. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Um, here it is. I call it. I just said it was like how you artfully describe like an affair, the death of love. Mm -hmm. She said my mother must have known and stayed anyway. And what did that mean about love? It was never going to be safe. All the mournful refrains of songs that despaired. You didn't love me the way I loved you. The most frightening thing. It was impossible to detect the source, the instant when things change. The sight of a woman's back in her low dress mingled with the knowledge of the wife in the other room. I just love that image. It's great. (laughs) Like, she built that so strongly. And that uh, that whole scene was like, I think that's when her mom found out the husband was having an affair Mm -hmm. with maybe someone he worked with? I don't remember. I read this, like, maybe four months ago. I don't remember. But um, I just loved it. Please read that book. Pay real money for it, too. <laughs> so I'll give that 9 out of 10. I try not to give books, like, 5 stars or 10 out of 10. It's because nothing's mm-hmm. perfect, but... Right, right. 9 out of 10. <laughs> I want to, real quick... This is compl- not off topic, but not really following the book thing. I wanted to tell you about this thing that Brody got me into. Because you said you're interested in the psychology of murderers, Brody got me into these videos that are the, uh, it's like a breakdown of interviews. Um, not interviews. It's like trying to get confessions from murderers, right? Well, I guess that is an interview. Um, and they are insane to watch. The name of the YouTube channel is called JCS Criminal Psychology. Wrath of Jody is my absolute favorite. Is that Jody Aria? Yes. Oh my god. That... Oh my god. So what is the? I'm sorry. What's it called? JCS. JCS Criminal Psychology. Yeah, she's crazy. 
I'll send you a link to it too, but um, it's the whole video is just like her interview, the, them trying to get her confession. The shit she does is so weird. The dude, it's so weird, and she just so shows no remorse. Like whenever they leave her, she sits there and she's like singing yet like Enya songs, and she like is like playing with her hair, and she hears people walk by, so she like flops across the table and pretends that she's asleep. And so that when they walk up in, she can, like, pretend that she's waking up so that she can seem like nothing's really bothering her, you know, because she's innocent. And, oh, my God, it's freaky. There's a scene, like, she gets up when they leave the room, because they leave her by herself, but they leave the camera on. She gets up, and she's, like, stretching all weird. She, like, comes and lays on the floor. She, like, digs through the trash. Like, it's just, like... It's unnerving to watch. But anyways, yeah, Brody's been listening to these while he's driving, and it's a... It's fascinating. And the guy who narrates is very just, like, dry, like, kind of monotone. But then he'll slip a joke in. And it, like, is extra funny because of how just, like, kind of, like, I don't know, dry his humor is. It's very funny. I'm very interested. Fascinating, yes. I'm going to fall down the hole. I know. I'm going to watch it while I'm working. Just kidding. If anyone at work's listening, I never watch things while working. Ever. Not ever. That's totally how I watch things. Oh man. Anyways, yeah, so that's really good. I hope you like it. Now I'm gonna talk about a book. I've been reading the Adventure Zone graphic novel. <laughs> I've seen those on your Goodreads. I love them so much. They're really good. So yeah, there are only um <clears throat> there are three out currently. The fourth one is coming out in July, and I've already listened to the campaigns. They stick decently close to the campaigns. I mean, there's some stuff that they have to take out just because like it's not like it's good podcast but not good graphic novel kind of things or like some topical references that they make that like maybe they don't have, you know, they can't just throw that at a graphic novel cuz it might be licensed or something. But yeah, so most of it's really good though. Um yeah, I enjoy it. I don't read a ton of graphic novels, so it's like a little treat. So I've read, um, the first one is just called Here There Be Gerblins, <laughs> and then the second one is called Murder on the Rockport Limited, and I just finished that one, and the next one will be Petals to the Metal, which it was one of my favorite arcs in the, in the show, so I think I'm going to really like the book. So, nice. yeah, Adventure Zones by the McElroy Brothers. I think the only graphic novels that I've ever read, I read the Scott Pilgrim ones when I was in high school, because this, there was this guy who would just always throw them in me, in, in me, in my Throw face. them in me. <laughs> it would just be like, here, read this, and I'd read it, and okay. I'm like, this is actually really good. Um, I appreciate him. Um, he also introduced me to the one that I love. It's, you can't see it, actually. It's, it's at the bottom, but it's, like, at the top of the bottom, so you can't see it oh, from no, here. That's not and it's called The Last Man, and it's about oh. this, like, all the men in the world dying, except for this one guy he just happened to live. He's the only man left in the whole world. And it's like these women are unhinged. Like it's great. <laughs> it is so good. Like it's a great feminist thing. And because it ha- they have like all the different kinds of groups. Like they have mm-hmm. the extreme uh, man hating feminist biker mm-hmm. gang. Like the doctors. They have the scientists. And it's a lot safer than if men if like all uh-huh. the women had died and it was just uh-huh. men. Go but figure. there's still some craziness, you know. <laughs> But, yeah, go figure it. It's so good. And then there's just this monkey that he travels with, and I love it. I haven't read them in years, but I have the first, like, full series, and then this, 
I don't know if I'd call it a series, but it's like the first part of the whole series. Mm -hmm. And then I have the third part, but I'm missing the middle. Oh, no. So I need to get the middle. And I found them at Second and Charles just like randomly one day. And I was like, oh my God. I had like a whole moment where I was I like, I that. remember you. <laughs> um, but I really love those graphic novels. I actually should go through that. But I'm going to do the Silent Hill ones first. I'm going to get back to you guys. Because I'm really excited. That's actually the next on my list. Because uh, I've been, like, really deeply into Silent Hill lore lately. Because yeah. I've been watching uh, Gap Smolder's playthroughs, and I just love it. It's just, I feel like, I wish I would have gotten more into it when I was younger, but my mom was, like, very Resident Evil. Yeah. So we never played any Silent Hill, but I, I still love it. Because, I mean, they're basically the same. The lore is different, but, like, the play the right, playing right, right. and stuff is, like, right, similar. Right. I love it. I so. love Silent Hill so much. Oh, my God. You knew like, that. Have you seen the movie? Yes? Yes, no? yes. Yes. Okay. I watched them when I was younger with my mom when they first came out, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't really understand too much of it, but mm -hmm. it's, like, the more that I learned about it, I rewatched right. it recently with Emily, and she knew exactly what was going on, but Emily is also weirdly a genius. <laughs> Don't ask me, but she is. She knew everything that was going on. She had no problem picking up on it, and I was like, I understand this now, but I've <laughs> right. watched all these playthroughs and stuff, so that's why, right. but... Um, how did I get here? What were we talking about? Graphic novels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Silent Hill graphic novels. <laughs> I can't wait to read them. I'm excited. Um, my next book, though, is Black Klansman. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that. That's the real take of Ron Stallworth's, um, time with, uh, the police department being, like, one of the first black people in, not first black people, but he was, like, one of the black, only black people in his department, and then he was, like, advancing pretty quickly, so it was really weird. Uh, just for the time period, and then he infiltrated the KKK. That's the whole thing. You should watch the movie with, um, I think it has, like, Keith Stanfield and, um, Adam... Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. Mm -hmm. I find him weirdly sexy, even though he looks, he's not attractive <laughs> at all. He's not. There's <laughs> he's something, not. he's got that charisma or something. Yeah, there's something yeah, about not, him. And he you're not looks alone. Like a, he, he looks like a quiet, awkward boy, and I'm, like, immediately attracted to that. <laughs> like, quiet and awkward, hit me up. Like, you know what I mean? So, Adam Driver. Um, so, yeah, that was a good one. I, <laughs> I gave that one a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I went against my own rule, but it was really good. It was hard to read, because it's, it's, sometimes it's really difficult for me to, like, watch movies and shows about things that black people have been through through time because it's really hard right there's a lot and it it, it just like makes it more real mm -hmm. you know so i have a hard time like reading stuff and watching because like emily's mom she's like the most cultured person i know and she's always like oh you gotta watch this it's really great and i'm like i can't watch it i'm sorry it's it hurts and that is okay <laughs> so um yeah, I it was just great that I read that book, and I encourage people to read it and watch the movie because it was really good. I've seen the movie; it was really good. Um, I listened to the rest of these are going to be audiobooks as far as fiction goes. I listened to The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty. I loved it; it was a real good book. Oh yeah, yeah. We watched and it was read by like in from audible it was read by william like the author william peter blatty and i like oh, his voice really? a lot yeah which he passed away in i think 2014 so it was it was i think in 2011 was the 40th anniversary and that's when he recorded it it was like there was some extra stuff added, added to it or something too i'm not sure exactly extended i don't know but it was really good he did a good job reading all the characters you i mean there's something about 
a, an author reading their own characters yeah. where they can capture the inflection better than an actor can just because like they know they, they know it was going so. through their character's mm-hmm. mind because they wrote that character mm-hmm. you know and so he did a great job i loved it it's a good book to listen to i think so yeah it's good and then i watched the movie with aisha yeah for great. halloween was it halloween no it was christmas i think it was it was our two-person potluck oh yeah so that was mid-december yeah. Was that mid-December? Yeah. Yeah, because that was after I found out about my car, so definitely. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a fun day. That was, that was a, fun a very day. fun day. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next book is We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I freaking loved it. My biggest thing with it was I was, like, always waiting for that supernatural element to hit mm-hmm. because they really made, they, they created that atmosphere, and it never came, and I didn't hate that it never came. I mm-hmm. liked the fact that I was always like, there's going to be a ghost in this bitch at some point, and there never was. I also really liked the the character, uh, the, I cannot remember, because I read this in, like, January. The main character? Yeah. Mary Cat. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that she kind of, like, she seems like she might be on the spectrum. Like, she mm-hmm. definitely has a hard time emoting, and are just properly emoting. Like, she mm-hmm. doesn't. I don't know, she doesn't understand how to, and that was, like, perfectly written to me. I don't know why that made it more, like, comfortable, I guess. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but I loved this book. I was shocked that I liked it because it seems like something I would never read, but I've been going way out of my element with books lately, so (laughs) I definitely recommend reading it reading it i haven't watched the movie yet i still haven't oh it's so good they took it off of netflix and they put it back on or they put it on hulu i'm not sure i think they put it back on netflix um the movie is great a great representation of those characters i yeah i also agree that i think mary cat might be on the spectrum there there are little things about her like her social tendencies Mm -hmm. the the rules that she creates in her head oh yeah yeah. I, i honestly i love that because i have a tendency that also create tiny rules in my head they're like really random and stuff and so i liked seeing that in a fictional character i also think that like if her character was meant to be on the spectrum. I think Shirley Jackson did a really brilliant job of writing that, considering she wrote it in the 1950s right. before there was even really the psychology there. You know right. what I mean? To understand too. and to humanize people that were different like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, yeah, I think it's a great book too. I love it's it. Really book. <laughs> I gave it a seven out of ten. I should bump that. I'm gonna bump it to an eight. <laughs> I really now liked that we're it. talking yeah, about really it. Know. That that was great because I I really didn't expect to like the book as much as I did because like I said, it's completely out of my element. We'll need to. Make Make a date so we can watch that. Maybe yeah, we can I get the, the guy to find <laughs> us if he even Maybe. still likes us. We'll I don't see. Know. We'll see, I yeah. guess. I have some books to give to him. I do too. Um, <laughs> another one that I listened to on Audible, I'm going to talk about this one, and then the next three that I listened to on Audible, I'm going to lump together. Otherwise, we're going to be here all freaking night. So, um, <laughs> You mean you don't want to be here all night? <laughs> I mean, it's fun, but I don't know if our listeners really give that much of a shit about the things that I listen to on Audible. Okay, um, the next book was a book of short stories that I listened to called Her Body and Other Parties. It's by Carmen Maria Machado. She has another book. I don't think it's short stories. I think it's a novel called Something Something Dreamhouse. I'm Into really good at this. House? Into the Dreamhouse, yeah. right? This That guy we were just talking about yeah. actually recommended we read it. So, of course, I listened to the other book by her instead. <laughs> it wasn't meant that way. I just happened <laughs> to see it. So, it's a book of short stories. They are delicious. <laughs> no, it's a really... They're just... They're all really good. Of course, I listened to them several months ago, and I've had depression fog because of the world being yeah. shit. So, I don't remember all of them. There were two that really stuck out to me that I remember. One of them is called The Resident, and it's about a woman who is a writer. She's writing a novel, 
and she gets accepted into a program where she and other artists of all different mediums, some of them are photographers, some of them are painters, etc. They are all going to stay in this like lodge up in the mountains. It's like an old lodge. It's been out of business for a while. And so now they just use it for this like creative creativity residency kind of thing. And so they each stay in the lodge and then they all have to walk like a mile to a cabin. Each of them has their own cabin that they use just for their creative studies. So they don't live in their cabins. They just go there for their studios, basically. Mm. And so this woman leaves her wife at home drives up into this mountain to stay here and work on the novel that she's writing and she just like loses her fucking mind in the mountains like she she just like she gets really sick like physically ill for a while and then she goes into this like feverish hysteria that I don't think she ever really breaks out of and so she like she's writing her novel and she keeps second guessing it because it's just like she's comparing her art to the art of the other people at the residency and she like doesn't really like the other people there and she just like she just loses it and it's she uh she had stayed up in the mountains as a girl scout and so she like kind of like confuses her time as a girl scout with her time currently it's like oh it's like listening to a fever dream but it's it's really good it's kind of uncomfortable but at the same time I was kind of like man I'd like to get a like a cabin and just work on my art whatever it may be oh my God, by yeah. myself for dream. a while yeah um I, I walled like, in it I feel like I know right <laughs> yeah That's exactly what I think of <laughs> I was looking through my phone because I was like I feel like I took a picture of that book mm-hmm. somewhere because that title just stuck Her out body to and me. Other parties. yeah yeah it's like I think like a I think like a woman in a corset with like a green ribbon around her neck oh yeah I may yeah. have actually put that on my goodreads because mm-hmm. I I actually use it like when I'm you know, when you see a book and start mm-hmm. you want to read yeah. and scan it. I may have done that recently, but that book sounds very it's, familiar. It's really good. I like it. And then there's one other short story that I feel like is worth mentioning called Inventory, <laughs> which freaked me out because this book was written a few years ago, but it's about... Um, A woman is, like, listing off an inventory of her lovers, basically, from start to finish. But, like, but it also, there's a background story going on of a pandemic that's happening oh no so like one of her first ones they're like at a diner and her waitress seems really distracted and she keeps looking at the tv and the tv is talking about the casualties from the beginning of this like virus that's happening and they're like do you know someone who has the virus and the waitress is like crying she's like yes and then like you slowly things are getting more and more dire and she like when she meets a new lover she has to like make sure that they've been like tested or whatever and then like it ends up with her like living on an island by herself like it's just like Oh, it's so, like, uncomfortable because of everything that's going on right now. (laughs) But it was uh, still interesting to listen to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that is Her Body and Other Parties, a novel of short stories by Carmen Maria Machado. She also, like, rewrites a bunch of Law & Order SVU episodes. And (laughs) that one's, like, a fever dream, too. Most of her stories are, like, fever dreams, but I was eating it up. So, anyways... (laughs) <laughs> it was insane. Anyways, uh, your turn. <laughs> um, my last book. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to shit all over. <laughs> yes. Uh... And as we all looked up, by... <laughs> by Tommy, I think his last name was Wallach or something like that. Okay, I fucking hated this book. I was so upset the whole time I was reading it. First of all, um, it's sort of like, I read that book. I went, 
was it God Hates Us All, which was the book that was written by a character from, I think it was from Californication, and it was fucking awful. Like, the whole book you could tell was written by a man. <laughs> like, I know that's uh... weird to say, but sometimes they write women, and it's like, yeah, this was written by a man. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt the whole time I was reading this book, because they have everything. They have the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. They have the the um, sport guy who's dating the sport guy. <laughs> sport guy. Sport guy. Hey, it's your friend's sport guy. <laughs> <laughs> they have the sport guy who's dating the cheerleader, but is into the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, who, like, Yikes. is called a slut for sleeping around. Like, they have every kind of bullshit trope, trope. you can think of. And I hated it. And then the whole book was anticlimactic. What's what's happening in the book is basically there's a giant meteor coming straight for Earth that's just going to fucking destroy it. Eatcha. It's just going to destroy it. And the book de- ends and, and, like, you don't know what happens. Like, it just stops. Like, Yummy. it just stops. And I fucking <laughs> hated it. And it was, the whole book was anticlimactic. None of the problems measured up to the fact that the end of the world was coming. It was all, like, it was, like, obviously teen. It was like teen drama, teen drama, teen drama. There was nothing real to it. It was mm-hmm. just, don't read this book. I gave it a 2 out of 10. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. It was a huge disappointment. Like, I really was like, I want. I just wanted something really strong to come in the end. And it was like, it could have gone on for like 200 more pages the way it ended. It was just so bad. Mm-hmm. It was poorly written. And yeah. he had like the occasional really strong line. And then it was just something stupid like like I just I was so disappointed and I was really excited to read this book this is a book that I kept passing and it just kept like I just kept seeing it everywhere just like the Mm -hmm. girls and I was like it's meant to be so I bought it and not everything is meant to be sometimes it's not meant to be (laughs) so um do not read this book uh I hated it so if you like manic pixie dream girls and stupid bullshit tropes go ahead and read it but If you don't want to be hugely disappointed, just skip over it and go read We Have All Lived in the Castle. We have all lived in the castle. Just read that one. <laughs> yeah, read that instead, please. Just read that um, one. It's, it's good. <laughs> well, um, this sucks. <laughs> she has a I whole page have, of books. <laughs> I'm not even finished with my first category of books, so I'm just going to do a speed run. I'm so sorry. I hate to do this. I don't want to commandeer the podcast. Um, okay, girl. I talked for 10 minutes at the beginning. You're fine. Okay, so I listened to The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. <gasps> Is that good? It's good. I liked it. Lots of character switches. Like, you get to hear from all the characters. Not all. Yeah, all the characters. It's good. Um, Basically, it's about... Two twins that are raised in a town in Louisiana where everybody there is light-skinned. And so they think that they're better than dark-skinned people. So it's like colorist. Colorist, yeah. But then, um, so there were twins and they kind of hate it because it's a small town. So one of, they both leave. They move to New Orleans at first. One of them falls in love with them. Since they're so light-skinned, she gets a job as a white woman working for a like some sort of office company place and she falls in love with the white manager so she marries him and he thinks that she's white and so she like basically ghosts the rest of her family and lives the rest of her life as a white woman and then the other woman she turns the opposite direction she hates that everybody in her town has been light-skinned so she marries a very dark black man and then she has a daughter with very dark skin And her husband, she leaves him, basically, and she moves back home. But then her daughter, who is dark-skinned, has to go to school with all these light-skinned students, and they treat her like shit. So, but, like, basically, so it starts off from the twins' point of view, and then, like, when they're teenagers, I think, 
and then it follows them throughout adulthood, and then it follows their daughters and what they all go through. And it's, like, all these different points of view, and it's good. It's a good pace, I think, especially because it's from all the different points of view and just these women having to reconcile because they're twins, you know what I mean? So they always have that connection, but kind of, like, the twin that moved back home is trying to find her sister who is now passing as white basically yeah it's interesting i thought it was pretty good though i loved the dark-skinned daughter her character is really really good yeah i like her That's a lot interesting. but yeah it's interesting I'm um one of the books my sister read because she does the book of the month thing okay yeah i'm gonna see if too. they would sponsor us i think i read this because samantha irby told me to <laughs> and i do anything that samantha irby tells me to um, the next one was a recommendation from friend of the podcast, Colton. It is called Necessary Lies by Di- Diane Chamberlain. Uh, that one's really good. It's about, I don't want to say forced, but it was about, yeah, kind of forced sterilization in the South in the 1950s, I think. Uh, just about like, I don't know, all different types. And a woman who's a social worker who is now having to like sign off on these sterilizations of, it's like, like poor people just like people who don't have a certain IQ and they're basically lying to them telling them that they have to get their tonsils out and then they're getting sterilized instead and stuff like that like it's terrible but yeah I it's think they, I'm sorry no go on I think they talk about that briefly in Underground Railroad they kind of mm-hmm. like railroad and they kind of like breeze over it but it's a, it's a point of history that's true mm-hmm. they also were doing that to um girls in those in the camps that they have and here mm-hmm. in the u.s mm-hmm. um, they were forced sterilizing them after they were getting raped by the fucking ice so yeah and i think that came out not long after i read this that story got leaked mm-hmm. not long after i well listened to this and i was like yikes yeah this shouldn't still be happening it shouldn't And then the next one was Long Bright River by Liz Moore. Honestly, I didn't think that one was that great. It was really dark. It was about the opioid epidemic and crooked cops. And there wasn't a lot of happy moments in that book. So it was not exciting. Poetry books I listened to. uh, New American Best Friend by Olivia Gatwood. I freaking loved that one. Pansy by... Do they still go by Andrea Gibson or did they change that? I, mean, I meant to look that up and I forgot. Because um, they they're Andrew, G- Andrew, Andrew Gibby Andrew on Gibby. Instagram. Yeah. I did not mean to dead name them. I just was not sure. <clears throat> but, uh, yes. Uh, and then Our Numbered Days by Neil Hilborn. That's a really good. And then The Princess Saves Herself in This One by Amanda Lovelace. I hated that book so fucking too. much. I'm sorry, y'all. I... <laughs> It was recommended to me. It was recommended to me as well. And it's like a bestseller. It's on. It's in the poetry section of every bookstore. And guys, I don't think it's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it on like the New York Times bestseller? Oh, no, I don't know about that. Oh. No, when I say it's a bestseller, I mean like it was very popular and I sold lots of copies like at Second and Charles oh, and stuff. okay. So yeah, I shouldn't just throw bestseller out there. Well, I was just going to say because people pay for those for those stickers on their thing. Oh, they like yeah. they don't actually go through read the book and then say this oh, is, yeah, you're right. and look at the cost they pay for those spots so that mm-hmm. people will see their book. Mm-hmm. So don't trust those. Just read any book you want. Right. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, so um no, it just wasn't very It's to me know. it's just like the you know, that poet that we hate. Mm-hmm. It's just like that, like and there are so many poets out there who are very famous right. who write like that and right. I hate it because to me it's just I think it's boring. Yeah. There's nothing, like... There's nothing deep to take from it. There's nothing that moves me, yeah. I feel like when you read poems, you're supposed to 
have some sort of emotional connection to it and you're mm-hmm. supposed to take something from it. And I just didn't get that with this book. Like, right. I, I love that it's, like, a nice feminist book, but I just, I didn't relate. I just mm-hmm. didn't like it, mm-hmm. I guess. No. I don't know. Sorry, Amanda Lovelace. <laughs> I'm sure you're lovely. <laughs> as far as nonfiction goes, I, uh, like, one of the first books I read this year was Floating Worlds by Edward Gorey and Peter F. Neumeyer, um, which I talked about in our test episode, but I don't think we ever released it. So, um, it's basically letters of correspondence between Edward Gorey and, uh, Peter F. Neumeyer, who was like a children's book author in the sixties, I think. And, uh, if you guys don't know who Edward Gorey is, he's an amazing illustrator. He does like this awesome, like crosshatch shading and, oh my God, his, his works are amazing. He's one of my favorite artists and so these were letters between them and you've got like a rare inside glimpse into Gory's mind and uh yeah it's really amazing i loved it edward Gory is an endearing person i'll be gone in the dark by michelle mcnamara which is a book about the golden state killer really good i love it it's just kind of heartbreaking because she did pass away mm-hmm. from an illness before she was able to finish the book she, um... And even worse, it was before he was caught. I know. And she was so invested in this case, and she never got to live to find out who it was. So her main, um, she had, like, someone helping her investigate a lot of this, and so I think he finished it with the help of Patton Oswalt, That's what which I is thought. her husband. That's yeah. her husband. I was about to call him Patrick Oswalt. <laughs> Patrick Oswalt. I'm sorry, Patton. So <laughs> sorry, Patton. Um... It was a really great book. It's, it, but it is heartbreaking because by the end of the book, you don't, you still don't know who he is, and she didn't get to know, and you can tell she invested a lot of time into this. Didn't she have um, what cancer or something? Yeah, I think they didn't know until it was kind of yeah. too late, like super late. How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. That one was very good. I need to read that. I, I have, keep seeing it, and I just haven't bought it. <laughs> it's good. I liked it a lot. I bought it on Kindle because when I decided to read it is when everybody else in the world decided to read it, and it was sold out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three Sisters in Black. I listened to that one. I just finished it right as the year wrapped up. It was. It's by Norman Zebold, and it was um, fascinating but boring at the same time. Um, it's about these... Uh, this girl who died in a bathtub in like 1910 and you find out that she was tended to by her three aunts and they all wore like all black like these big black like a uh, freaking veils hanging over their giant black hats and I they were the just like they were just weird creepy women who did really weird erratic things and uh you know what it makes me think of what the three sisters or i think they're the three witches in like uh greek mythology Ooh. who like have the one eye that they share oh uh, yeah the uh, the nope the something the sisters music. i don't know what it is the, i think aren't they the sisters? sisters of the fate or something the something fates like aren't the fates? they Maybe. They, don't they clip the strings? Yeah. yeah. I think that's them. Let me double check, but go ahead and keep talking. I feel like that was even referenced in the book, but I'm not positive. Um, But yeah, so it's fascinating because they're trying to figure out if they murdered this girl or if she committed suicide. These women, it, like, the murder itself is, like, I guess kind of fascinating. There aren't a ton of physical evidence, and plus it was 1910, so it was hard. You, could, you can't fingerprint back then. There wasn't forensic scientists back then. You just kind of had to go on, like, testimony of witnesses who knew these women, and these women were cray-cray. Uh, the other one I read was, another one I read was Without You There Is No Us by Suki Kim. Oh my god, that book is fascinating. It's about a woman, an American woman, who, she's a South, South Korean immigrant. I think she was born in South Korea. 
and she was able to get somehow get a job as a teacher in a missionary school in North Korea. And the reason the missionary school was even allowed to open was because it would be free to North Koreans, to the I think to North Korea, the country, and so after, like, I don't know how exactly it got finagled, but um, they weren't allowed to talk about religion or anything there. They were just allowed to offer education to these children. So she was, like, super undercover because she had to pretend that she was South Korean and Christian, which she was neither of those things. But she taught for, I think, a year there, and she just, like, writes about her um, experiences there. She's so heavily, like, supervised and everything and the things that she could and could not talk about and like the things that the students could and could not and would and would not talk to her about. And it was just like, whoa, so good. It was fascinating. And then um, (laughs) Hunger Makes Me a Modern Girl, which is the memoir by Carrie Brownstein. Carrie Brownstein uh, was in Slater Kinney. She was also in Portlandia, if you guys, if you've ever watched that. So it's really good. I like it. I've gotten really into Slater Kinney this year. So I had actually listened to that book first in like 2016 and I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. (laughs) One of my favorites this year was The Real Lolita by Sarah Weinman, which basically if you are of the same mindset as me that Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov is really fucking gross, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) it's a good book to read because, uh, Basically, she's talking she's talking shit about Nabokov. No, not really. Um, she's basically, like, saying that Nabokov stole his idea for Lolita from this real case that happened. But she's also kind of, like, saying that, like, Nabokov was gross. Um, no, not really. But, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. And that, yeah, and that he definitely, like... Fetishized. Yeah, he fetishized pedophilia. Mm-hmm. She, like, takes a hard look at him and his history and everything. And then, yeah, she also takes a hard look at the case that happens to this real little girl that pretty much had the experience where um, she was abducted and driven across the United States, basically. And the man convinced people that he was her father and she played along with it because she was scared and she didn't know how to get out of it. And she was with him for like a year before she was finally able to find someone that she confided in and they were able to help her get out of it. But it's really fascinating. This woman, like I said, kind of just like goes to town on Nabokov, which I fucking love because <laughs> I hate Lolita and I hate the effect that it's had on our culture. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's uh, people like I've, I've actually talked to people who say that it's a romantic book, and I think I think that's just gross. I think it's really disgusting, and so... That was one thing I really hated mm-hmm. on Tumblr, because it was a lot of girls who were, like, 14 and 15 years old on Tumblr who were, like, living by that book. Mm-hmm. Which... And, ugh, it's not a book And it's very victim-blamey, too, mm-hmm. and it punishes the victim. And so, yeah, I hated i hate not i have, yeah. hate lolita so if you love lolita sorry but also uh, you. you should rethink your life yeah seriously. all right <laughs> those are my books sorry it was so long y'all i have one more book <laughs> yeah which do it. i'm not gonna talk too much about because i want to talk about it when we have my sister on mm-hmm. it's called the night swim by megan golden and it's really really cool it's about a woman who does a murder podcast and she's sort of she's um doing she's in this small town doing this rape case and another case that happened like 25 years previously sort of falls into her hands like uh, the sister of the girl who was raped and murdered is like tracking her down because she emailed about the the murder of her sister 
and they were like, sorry, we can't take this case. So she's, like, tracking her down, leaving her letters and stuff. Mm. And we actually don't even meet the character until the end of the book. And it's mm. really, really good. I was completely invested in this book, even though it took me, like, more than a month to read just because I was having some brain fog, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but that book is 10 out of 10. Oh, look who emerges from the closet she wasn't supposed to be in. <laughs> Phoebe. Don't come says, over here. I have adequately furred all of your clothes. <laughs> She's already done that. I've only worn this three times, you ball. But, yeah, uh, The Night Swim uh, is very compelling. I've never read a book like that. And also the way that they ended it made it sound like it's going to be a series. Ooh. So I'm, I really hope it is because I really fucking like this book. This is a great way to leave 2020. Yeah, I want to read that one for sure. I can see if my sister will let me bar- uh, like let you borrow that. Sure. I'll sure. ask her if you want to. Okay, that sounds good to me. That's all right. right. Woohoo! We've talked about our books. All right. Do you want to do these quizzes? We're going to do some BuzzFeed quizzes because we haven't held you hostage long enough. We don't know if you're still listening, but we're going to try. If you are, thank you. Okay. Take a BuzzFeed quiz with us. (laughs) Do it. Take two. So this one is, if you can get at least eight out of 11 right on this TV show and movie Animal Crossing Recreation (laughs) Quiz, you're a pop culture master. That's the longest title of anything I've seen in my life. (laughs) So this one is like a bald white man with music. I'm thinking that's eight (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's correct. Okay, that's an ad. Oh, this is definitely Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Blonde hair, drums. That's Hella come guitars. On. Come on, that's Wayne's World. Yes. Food. Okay, this is Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. He's just sitting We're on a bench. We're going to post a link so you guys can see these pictures. <laughs> He's just on yeah. a bench, just chilling. There's a, okay, there's a fella sitting on a couch with a cup of tea on the coffee table in front of him. Uh, he looks scared. I'm going to say get out. Yeah, because I'm he like, drink that's tea. definitely not moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. yeah. Yes, good job. Okay, so this one is a little girl who's scarily staring at a bunch oh, of fish. Is that? Nemo. I was about to say that <laughs> little, little girl, girl with red pigtails. <laughs> yeah, she's in a dentist's office, I think. So Wait, it's that... a guy uh, wearing a flower shirt with some shorts and some little. I think this is "Call Me by Your Name." Yeah, I don't know. There's a peach in front of him. Oh, it's definitely "Call Me okay, by Your Name." Okay, yeah, that's it. If you know the reference, you know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, we're not gonna talk about oh, it. <laughs> it's a black and white one, kind of. Yeah. There's a girl in striped pajamas. There's oh, but like she's a in front of the TV. That's the poltergeist. It's definitely yeah. poltergeist. Get it? Yeah, that's one of my favorite. That is my favorite horror movie. What the fuck I, just happened? I think I just got an email, but I think it was that computer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was on that one because we would have seen yeah, the notification. Okay, uh, this is a someone who's clearly high, and she's by a whole bunch of little weed plants. Pineapple Express or Dazed and Confused? Sure. Oh, God, I don't know. Or Dude, Where's My Car? Well, because that could be Ashton Kutcher. That it could, could be. be a boy with I just watched hair. that. Me and my friend, who will go unnamed, took an edible uh, <laughs> and watched Dude, Where's My Car, and I fell asleep. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. We did that in Christmas. Wait, did I tell you I took that edible right before we went to fucking Clifton Mill? How did it go? <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it was good Christmas lights, but uh, <laughs> were you flying? I was just like talking, talk screaming the whole time, and Brody was just like, Shh. <laughs> "I'm so sorry, I should have told you to take half of it." <laughs> oh my god! I had this giant. I have fucking... another one if you want one. <laughs> <laughs> just take it in half. I had this giant hot chocolate with like a mountain of whipped cream on top of it, and I, I was in heaven. <laughs> oh um, let's try dudes. Where's my car? Oh, Wrong. it's Pineapple Express. Uh, you were right the first time. I didn't know any of them. 
Okay, so this one has a guy with a, a beanie on with a mask. Oh, that's Breaking Bad, I think. Look at his oh, little yeah. beanie. Oh, yeah. So this is like the trailer. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Okay. Quick-witted um, sitcom. He has a blue hat. Oh, this is Friends. Yeah. Because this is definitely Central Yeah, a little Park. coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's Gilmore Girls. <laughs> That's Luke! Luke. Oh, Luke. The, the backwards oh, caption no. is so oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. We're just wrong. Oh, that this looks like Guy Fieri. Diners, drive ins, yeah, and dives. Drive -ins and dives. For nice. sure. We got 91%. Hey, we got 9 out of 11 because Not we're fucking bastards. We'll post the link in the show notes so that you can um, see those pictures and you'll know all the answers. So we kind of ruined <laughs> it, I guess. Uh, you can pause. Well, this is after it happened, so. <laughs> oh, well. Too late. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is called Here Are 42 of the Best Shows You Can Stream on Netflix. Have you seen even 10 of them? So we're going to see what we've watched. I'm going to have some commentary. The Queen's Gambit. I, am... I have not. I'm not interested. I feel like it's it's going to be boring to me. I'm not super into period pieces, and I feel mm -hmm. like it's kind of bordering on it, so I'm not interested. <clears throat> Neither am I interested in The Crown. I am interested in The Crown just because I fucking love Olivia Coleman, but I'm not interested enough to actually start watching it yeah. yet. Maybe I will be someday. I'm just going to go ahead and check that one because I love Big Mouth. Um, it's my favorite. <laughs> I've actually been going back, and I watched it from the beginning so that I can get ready or so I can watch the new season over with remembering what happened in the previous one. So I love Big Mouth. <laughs> I've never seen Big Mouth, even though everybody tells me I need to watch it. It is so funny. When I tell you it's a bunch of horny kids, that's true, but it sounds worse than it is. <laughs> like, it is like, I don't know, the way it, it just, the way it talks about hormones and kids, it's like, like allowing them to experience their sexuality and come into their sexuality. It's really, mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, and also, um, the fucking female hormone monster when she says bubble bath. Oh my god, it's the best. Oh, I just want like a, just a fucking loop of her talking. <laughs> like, give me your text tone. <laughs> oh, honestly, she's, oh, she's so attractive. I put her as my picture on Netflix. <laughs> I love her. Um, Cobra Kai. I've been kind of interested in it, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd like it or not. It's just, it's very popular. It's super popular, but I don't know if I'm interested. I'm not even mildly interested in that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dude show. I'm like, do I really want to yeah. watch that? Um, Ratched? Or is it Ratchet? I think it's Ratchet, but I'm not positive. Ratched. I am super interested, but have not watched it. I like Sarah I, Paulson, and it's by, done by the American Horror Story dude. I didn't know if it was supposed to be a horror movie or a horror show or what it is. It Like, I, I don't, don't know, know what it is, so... But yeah, I am interested. Cause I think I it's love, supposed to be edgy. Her. Just edgy, but not really supernatural. I'm, like, into, like, 19... 50s asylum shit too so yeah that's this is a really <laughs> creepy. my alley you know what that's funny because i mean i really like murder house american horror story murder house mm -hmm. but asylum was one of my absolute yep. favorites that was yep. creepy. My, asylum was my favorite because it was an asylum <laughs> right yeah away i haven't even, even heard, heard of, of it. it yeah so good job netflix <laughs> the great british breaking show i'm just gonna mark that because i know we've both been watching that. i love great british breaking show yeah, so much i love well she's not on anymore but mary berry and also oh, i love uh, mary berry well, ex-contestant Ruby Tando is actually one of my biggest celebrity crushes ever. She's amazing. I, I can't remember who it is. She's lovely. Um, Outlander, I tried to watch the show, and I was a little bored by it, and I've been trying to read the book, and I'm a little bored by it, so I'm going to say no. I, like, have been told that if I liked Downton Abbey, I'd like that, but I haven't even tried it. 
I um tried Downton Abbey and I don't know if I liked it or not. I still don't know. I think if I tried to watch it now, I wouldn't be, but I was super into it a few years ago, so. I'm going to click Girlfriends. Girlfriends was a show, it is one of the first shows that you find black women with, like, degrees and stuff. It's one of, like, I mean, it was that, like, living single. It was one of the shows that was, like, monumental to my childhood, I feel like. And it was done by this by, um, I can't think of what his name is, but he was, um, on Frasier. He was on the show Frasier, and he's married to a black lady, and he did really well writing these characters. I can't think of what his name is. He's one of the guys from Frasier. Was he a main character in Frasier? Yeah. Was he Niles? It wasn't Kelsey Grammer. Yes. It was Kelsey? This show is done by Kelsey Grammer. Excuse me? Yes. Whoa! I've never seen it. It's, Um, it's like, one of my favorites. It has Tracy Ellis Ross in it. Um, and she's a freaking goddess, mm-hmm. if you don't know. <laughs> um, the show is just incredible to me. It's, like I said, it was, like, very monumental for my childhood, I feel like. That and Living Single. Love on the Spectrum, I've never heard of. I've, like, seen it. Like, it's popped up before, but I've never attempted to watch it. So. I don't even, like, I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, Seven Seconds? I haven't, it has Regina King in it, so I should probably watch it, but I haven't watched it. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. And if you don't know who Regina King is, she's the one who did, uh, she, she's the lead in The Watchmen, the, the new remake. Mm. That's her. Uh, Greenleaf? I've never heard of. Never heard of it. Russian Doll. I know I that's Natalie Lyon. I hard want to watch that. I, I do haven't. too. It's I been on either. my list forever. Better Call Sal. I know you've oh, seen that. I love that show so freaking much. It's so good. Kim Wexler is an amazing female protagonist. And, uh, Michael Mando, who plays Nacho, is the as Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Never Have I Ever. I did watch that. I enjoyed it a lot. It was cute. <clears throat> I have not seen it, but it looks cute. It's sort of, like, on the scale with sex education, but I like sex education a lot better. It's more adult. But, uh, Never Have I Ever was cute. I definitely recommend people watching it. It was funny. It is kind of weird that the, she's, like, I think when this was filming, she was, like, 18 or maybe a little younger. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another cool thing that she's close to the age of the character, mm-hmm. but the romantic interest he in real life is like 27, 28. And I thought Ooh. that was a little weird, yeah, it was a little but creepy. it was still a good show. Um, the babysitter's club, not even remotely interested. No, <laughs> um, I mean, I read the books when I was a kid, but I, did I'm, too. I feel like I've, I'm a little outgrown of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, time to eat. Never heard of it. Me neither. Unorthodox? Never heard of it. Me neither. Tiger King. Oh, I definitely watched that. Oh, God. I loved it, but I <laughs> loved all, I hated that I loved it. We all had to, I yeah. feel like. It was like a prerequisite so to existing in we were pandemic like, times. We were like peer pressured by yeah. the world. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and then yeah. I didn't regret it. It's like not even necessarily that I super wanted to. I just wanted to understand all the memes that were Me going too. around. <laughs> I felt a little dirty afterwards, but it was yeah. good. It was good. Um, Pose. It's something I need to watch. I think it's about drag queens. Oh, dope. And that looks like... Is that Will Poulter? No, it's not. That looks like Evan Peters. Ooh. That looks like Evan Peters. I don't know. I need to watch it, though. Uh, The Big Flower Fight. Never Never heard heard of it. Avatar The Last Airbender. Gonna go ahead and mark that, because I definitely went down a hole. Brody was super obsessed with it. My roommate in college was super obsessed with it, and my boyfriend in college was super obsessed with it. So I'd say I've seen... Most of it. <laughs> it's really, really good. I want to go back and rewatch it and catch everything I missed mm-hmm. because I sometimes don't pay attention. Um, Dead to Me. I have not seen it, but I want to because I love that actress. Me too. She's the one who plays Velma, and yeah, I love her. Yep. I can't think of what her real name is. Though. Um, Shit's Creek. We're well, gonna go we ahead know and that, that. We've seen that. Black Mirror. That's one of my favorite shows. 
I, I have seen it. maybe two episodes of it. It bums me out, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, these times. Because <laughs> it's getting closer and closer to real life. Mm-hmm. Just, like, phones listening to us and just, like, oh, the technology. Oh, it's just too much stressful. Actually, if I tried to watch it right now, I might have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> TVH. <laughs> Um, when they see us, I want it, I, I want to watch that. it, but it's one of those things that will bum me out as a yeah. black person, so I haven't. I talked to my sister about it, and she was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it because it's just going to make me feel like shit, and I was like, yeah, same, so. But that's I'm Michaela not Cole, it. isn't it? Yeah. I love her. So I'll mark it. Yeah. Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, we've seen that. I've seen it multiple times. I love it. Unbelievable. Never heard of it. I have never heard of it. It looks like Sadie Sinkle. No, that's not Sadie Sinkle. She's right there. <laughs> um, Billy on the Street. Oh, God, I love that show. I haven't seen it all, but... Is that, like, Nathan for you? <laughs> no, it's, like... It's Billy Eichner, who is hilarious. He does, like, a quiz show just on the streets of New York City. And it's just, like... He'll stop random strangers. He'll be, like, quick for a dollar, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, he's super, like, sassy and, like... Oh, my God, he's so funny. Yeah, Is that the one, one where he was talking to a Karen? There's, like, a famous... That's possible. Very Yeah, likely. where he was, like, talking to a Karen, and she was, like, fucking rude, so he just kind of said bye. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, like, screams at strangers. It's really good. <laughs> um, the Good Place. I really wanna I want to watch it. I to watch it, because I, I see it everywhere. I do, too. Jane the Virgin. I loved this for, like, the first two seasons, and then it kind of fell flat because it was sort of, like, the same dramatic mm. shit over and over again. But I really love the actress whose name I can't think of right now. But <laughs> good show. Good show. Um, Breaking Bad. I'm just going to oh, that. We already you know. know. I've seen that a few times. I need to rewatch it. Uh, Mindhunter. I watched the first season. I never watched the second one. Is which... that Will from Will and Grace? No. No. I don't know who that is. But oh, really it's Greg cool. from Dharma and Greg. <laughs> They're the same person. <laughs> They're not at all. Anyways. No. Um, I've never seen it. <laughs> It's about, um, when they, I think it was about America's first serial killer, like, and them trying to, f- sort of learning how to catch a serial killer, I think, I don't remember, I watched it the first season when it came out, and that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I haven't watched a second one yet. Um, Explain? Fuck yes. Okay, so here, the creepy thing about Explain, they have an episode about pandemics, and I watched it, uh, probably like a month before... God, I was getting ready for work and putting on my makeup while I was watching it. And I watched it a month before the pandemic started, I think. And they were saying how, like, we were due for another pandemic any day now. And they talked about how, like, the SARS outbreak spread. And it was, like, it stressed me out. And I remember telling Brody about it and showing him the scene of, like, how the SARS... They were showing, like, how the particles would go through the air vents of the apartment building and just spread to the entire apartment building. And I was like, it says that we're due for another pandemic any day. Like, that's so stressful. And then fucking, like, a month later is when COVID-19 started to, like, really fucking hit the fan. And, um, yeah, so Explained stresses me out. That show, even the not episodes about pandemics kind of stresses me out. I had to stop watching it. so I'm not going to watch that. Um, Peaky Blinders, I've heard of it. I've heard it's good. I want to see it. I want to watch it because it has that guy in it that I think is hot, whose name I don't know. He's the lead, though. (laughs) Sorry, my life. Okay, honey, I'm getting text messages, sorry. Um, you. <laughs> of course. Of course. We the, read books the books are really good. Y'all should read the yeah. books for sure. This was the first book that I ever read that Morgan recommended to me, and then I never <laughs> said no to a recommendation. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, um, Queer Eye, have heard of it, I have not watched it. I watched I like it in like Manus. the early 2000s, in its original form, but I haven't watched the new version. 
I, re- I like Jonathan Van Ness, but I, I, like I him. don't want yeah. just a show. It doesn't seem like something that would actually interest me. I don't really like makeover shows. Me neither. Mm. It's not my tea. I don't even wear makeup on the normal, so... <laughs> American... Oh, Cheer. Mm, I have no interest in that. And, yeah, I feel like that's something Emily was watching, but that's not my cup of tea. Um, American Horror Story. Well, we've already talked about that. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> of course we've seen it. I've seen it several times. Mm. <laughs> I'm... Going back through it right now, yeah, actually. I love it so much. Glow. I think we talked about it on the show. Glow, I've heard. Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, you're fine. Um, that's the wrestling one. I have no idea what I've been is. meaning to watch it. I watched the first episode a long time I don't ago. Like it, because you've heard of it. <laughs> Fauda? Never heard of it. I haven't either. No idea. They're just like, hmm. I'm interested. <laughs> Let's show our results. You checked 25 out of 42. Noise! It says noise! <laughs> but I haven't seen a lot of those. I've just known. But you should still check out a few more of those. Okay. So that's that quiz. Man. You don't realize how much you watched until... <laughs> yes. Wow. So, yeah. I don't know. What was I going to say? Oh my god, I had a moment where I was, like, laughing because I was watching these VR horror games. Um, I, like, this. there's, like, this group of boys who do really funny, they do, like, improv in VR, and it's really funny. Oh my god. And, um, <laughs> they were, I was watching one of their videos, and I was just, I had turned it off, but I was still laughing about it, and I was walking up the stairs, like, about to get set up. And I was just laughing, and then I accidentally almost stepped on Phoebe, and then I literally keeled over, and I was crying <laughs> laughing. And I was like, this isn't even funny. I just almost killed the cat, but I'm, just, I'm like, laughing my butt off. Oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, I wanted to talk about The Last of Us 2. Oh, oh my yeah. God. So, Emily bought it for me for Christmas, so I've been playing it. What it's, do you think? Holy shit. Okay, first of all, as a very amateur gamer, this shit is hard, okay? Mm. It's hard. And it it's so tense. Like mm-hmm. when I when I get through a, a section, I can feel like it feels like I just did like fifty push ups or sit ups. Like my my gut is tight playing it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. The, the images are amazing. The gameplay is unreal. The mocaps are so fucking good. And I I'm gonna say something very controversial right now. I love Abby. Oh, yeah, Abby's cool. I love I Abby. I like Abby. And you, the only, I feel like the only people who don't like Abby are the people who stop playing it after that scene. Well, yeah, I I think I, I agree with you, yeah. And I think the... Especially as her, like, story develops. I know, and you realize um, that she's been through worse than right. Elliot. She's a person. Well, okay, how far are you? I am pretty far. I'm playing Abby right now, so I'm basically through all of Ellie. Okay. And I'm, uh, I think when I was playing, I was... Um, I'm Abby about to be in that hospital basement with one of those fucking, with okay. that big monster that's like made of a whole bunch of different clickers. Oh yeah, Brody told me about that one. I didn't see that scene, but have you met any other characters so far? I've met tons. I've got Lev with me. Yeah, Lev. Okay, yeah. I love Lev. I do too. Um, <clears throat> so, uh. I already know how the game ends, by the okay, way, so you're okay, not spoiling okay. anything well, for me. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might... I don't think I'm going to spoil anything right now. It's but out there. Honestly. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. I loved watching the game. I love the development of the characters. I got to say, like, I disagree with what's driving the plot. I don't disagree with how the players made it. I disagree with the characters themselves. I think a, I think if you're driving your life with vengeance, you're, like, 
it's never going to satisfy you. You know what I mean? And I, that's what I like. I don't hate the game because I think it's amazing, but I hate that the characters, specifically Ellie, is so vengeance driven because like, I don't know, she could have had an opportunity to just move past it and live her life. You know what I mean? And it stresses me out and it makes me sad because I'm like, these people, there are so many innocent people that die because of this vengeance. Honestly, and that's why I like Abby so much because yeah. Ellie... After a while, you're just like, Ellie, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly, dude. Turn around and go home. And I think it just gets worse and worse. It does. And she starts realizing it, but she still goes after her. And it's just like, to me, I I liked, I disagree about the story because I I loved the fact that, I guess more of the progression of it. Like, I love the fact that we got so much Ellie. We saw everything Ellie Mm -hmm. was doing. We played as Ellie. We did all the damage. And it was really hard to do. Um, and then we play as Abby and we kind of see the fact that their stories are the same. Mm -hmm. Like, Abby was hell-bent on finding Joel for the same reason that Ellie is hell-bent on finding Abby. And you start to see that they're human, their stories matter, and that we, we shouldn't hate Abby and that Ellie is actually wrong in everything she's doing. And I... I liked the progression just because they did, like, it feels like they did that on purpose to show you that exact thing, you know? Oh, no. I I mean, I agree with you. I like how the story progresses. I like that. I guess what I'm saying is I just hate that Ellie is so... I don't hate the story, how it's been created or how you play it. I just hate that Ellie is so driven by her need mm-hmm. for for revenge yeah. because it it just like hurts my heart so much. No, I I think the game is perfectly made and I think <laughs> I think you're right in that like you need to play Ellie for that certain amount oh, of yeah. time before you can grab that appreciation for Abby. And yeah, no, I think it's perfect the way it is. I just hate her vengeance. The vengeance. Because it's, like, unnecessary to me. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Yeah, it's like, too much. You're just killing people. You got... The second... I feel like the second that she finds out about Dina, they sh- she should have taken her mm-hmm. home and just stayed home. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Because there is no reason for her to keep going. Mm-hmm. So many people died, dude. I know. It's like you are in the middle of an apocalypse. People are gonna die. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Joel made a lot of enemies, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw, you were with him through the entire first game. Yes, I love Joel. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love Joel. He was my absolute favorite character ever created in any video game other than fucking Arthur in Red Dead 2. But that the whole, it just wasn't necessary. Right. I see what well, you're and saying. I, I, and I, another thing that, like, kills me on that is the fact that, like, you find out that Ellie does know that he killed those doctors. Mm-hmm. So she knows that he killed innocent people, and she still is willing to, like, I don't know, go kill through go people. through all that shit and yeah. kill innocent people to get revenge on the people who were affected by him killing innocent people. Like, oy. Yeah, I just so. hope that when they create a third one, which I heard, I, I just heard, I'm sure there's no fact to this, considering we just got the second game. We're not going to get a third one for a couple years. I heard that it might be a prequel, but I really, really hope that we get more Abby because I fucking loved her character. She was so witty. She was so, she had the perfect lines. I just loved her. She was fucking badass, too. She would just punch the fucking clickers. Like, she was Mm. just so cool. And then, like, she's a beefcake. Honestly, (laughs) she's like, ooh, she's fucking, oh, dude. I liked her willingness to just kind of fucking abandon everything to take care of the kid, too. I know. She was literally like, yeah, I'm attached to you now. I feel like a part of her was just, like, tired of the same old killing these people. You know, mm-hmm. that was their whole motive. They were just mm-hmm. killing scars everywhere just because mm-hmm. they 
their ideals didn't match up, but both groups were like, we want to stop the fighting, but they were, like, at war. Mm -hmm. And I also really like the fact that the scariest parts of the game are not when you're fucking up monsters. It's when you're with, when there are people around. Mm -hmm. And that, and they did that so well. There are, like, I mean, there are some very tense horror scenes, but when it's actually just clickers and the stalkers and shit, it's not that bad. When it's the people, though, you're like, this is kind of scary. Like, I feel like I'm gonna shit myself right now. <laughs> like, it's very, very tense. It was very yeah, well done. And it, like, I just loved, you. like, you knew exactly what they were doing with that storyline. Mm-hmm. They wanted to show you that humans can be very evil, but they also wanted to show you that everyone has a story. Like, I mentioned a Brody. I noticed in this game. Now, I don't know if they did this in the last one. I didn't watch the entire... Like, I watched a lot of Brody playing this one. And um, I didn't watch as much of him playing the original one. Um, But in this one, there's a lot more killing of humans, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And something I noticed is when you... Say you have a gunman to your left, like an enemy to your left, and maybe an enemy a little bit further off. When you kill the enemy to your left, the enemy that's a little further off will go, Susan! Like, they, I multiple times noticed, and like, enemies crying out the names of the enemies that you kill. Yeah. And that's to humanize them. That's to show you that, like... You're killing they're people. They're humans. They're people. They you also, could just as easily be on their team losing your people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was thinking there was a cat behind me. She they also... <laughs> oh, yeah, because she jumped down. Mm-hmm. They also made a point to, like, first of all... When when you're killing someone and you see the fucking mocap in her face, mm-hmm. it's very terrifying. Mm-hmm. But they also like when you injure someone or just shoot someone before they die, and they're just like screaming. The fucking they're foley work there. The gurgling. Yeah, I'm just like Ugh. it was just oh my god. Like you knew you know what they're doing with mm-hmm. that, and it was well done. Like One the time, last of us two was perfect. I agree. One time I was eating cereal and Brody like like he like shot someone but it didn't kill them and they were they were like gurgling like the and i was just like i can't eat this anymore i don't think i'm hungry anymore (laughs) (laughs) that person just gurgled on their own death juices like like, it's like holy this is like you know they did that on purpose it's Mm -hmm. it's good Mm -hmm. it is good and it also sometimes at some points it's really hard to be the to be playing the character while they're killing people it's oh yeah especially when uh, Nora, when you kill, I don't yeah. know if you remember that, when she's, mm-hmm. like, in the bottom of the, mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> yeah, that was like, hard. I remember cringing at that part. Yeah. Or any of the parts, because, spoiler, Abby and Ellie are gonna catch up with each other. Mm-hmm. When they're fighting, I was oh my so God. fucking stressed out. It was by too, it's too long <laughs> of a scene. It I'm is. just, like, it is. in and both scenes. You have to, like, two of them. Yeah, and, like, you have to, like, punch this character that you've been, like, following the whole time is just stressing me out so much i am not excited to get to that scene because i am mm-hmm. not i'm i have maybe six more hours of gameplay i'm very close to that point oh, yeah and i'm like i'm not looking forward to mm-hmm. it because it was rough to watch yeah because you just like ellie let it go mm-hmm. tons of people died tons mm-hmm. you're in an apocalypse just go live your lesbian life on the farm with right. dina I hope they find each other again, because I really like Dina. Also, the girl who plays Dina, she doesn't voice... For some reason, they use one girl's mocap and another girl's voice, and I hate oh, that. But I think weird. it's because the girl who plays Dina is British, so she has a very oh. strong accent. Her name is, um... God, it's like Casina Car- Caradonna, or something mm-hmm. like that. I follow her on Twitter. She is so hot. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, she's so hot. She looks just like Dina. I love it. Shape and everything. Oh, my it. God. She's so hot. 
Dina is like my video game crush. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's cute as fuck. She is very cute. I love her. But yeah, um, Last of Us too. I wanted to talk about that mm-hmm. earlier because I because yeah we, I had we touched on that earlier, didn't we? I think so. Oh, because I think I said that uh, Brody had been playing it and it was giving me P and W vibes. Cool. Talk about everything. We talked about our mind girl. We talked about lots of things. I hope you guys liked our two-hour-long episode. I'm so sorry. We love talking to you. We do. Um, if you need to break it up in the bits, you can. <laughs> but don't stop listening to us, please. please. We took a break. Cause we were tired. Yeah, I don't think I could have honestly. I t- we took a break Holidays from another cast too. Well, is that in the? Um, I'm probably gonna edit this part out. But Jess's whole oh, the, yeah. her apartment building. I was like, we were helping her a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was just too much. But I miss Salem. I'm going to go kidnap her cat. <laughs> He's so sweet. But, um, yeah, that was a lot. I was like, yeah, I, I need, I can't do it. So, mm-hmm. um, not making that my thing or anything, but no. it was one of the reasons no. I was like, I need to break There was a lot going on. Yeah. I don't, I wasn't in the mental, like, the freaking headspace for it either. So. I couldn't even get through my book, though. So I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I, like, we were. That's another thing. I was, like, slowing down on reading Ooh, a look lot. look at you. Oh. Look at how Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cute. Took my ponytail down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's do our. Let's shout out. We should have an outro. <laughs> like a sign off message. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, well, guys. <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter at gr underscore bf pod, where I basically just post a bunch of political shit. So. Um, you can also follow my personal Twitter, which is ie-ish-ug, which I also just post a bunch of political shit, but it's much more angrier. So, yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at goodreads underscore better friends. You can also send us an email at goodreadsbetterfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And you could follow us on Tumblr, if I could just remember what... My name is. It's goodreadsbetterfriendspod.tumblr.com. That's it. So on on that Tumblr is where I will post our show notes. I will have links to everything that we talk about, including, like, I even, like, do links to uh, where you can buy the books from independent bookstores online. Um, And, like, yeah, I tell you, like, where all the shows are streaming so you can just know. Uh, I put a lot of work into it, so if you guys want to check that out, that would be cool AF. Mm-hmm. Um, we we want to promote artists and writers and creatives of all type. Um, even because local we businesses. Have a, right, and even local businesses, because we have this platform, and I mean, you know... We're, we're not good. we're not the McElroy <laughs> franchise, but we have how many downloads? Over um, 600 Over now? 600 across, um, what do we have, 11 episodes? Yeah. And that's pretty, that's, like, really good, apparently. Like, in comparison to other podcasts I've known, really good. So, so <laughs> thank you so much. thank you for listening. And if you want to share your art with the world, send us an email, and we'll do what we can and what you want us, well, what you think we should. <laughs> like, if you make jewelry, we can post pictures of them along with a link to your Etsy shop mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Just let us know. Uh, we want to help share your awesome art with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions about anything that we talk about or comments or you want to share your favorite books of the moment, send us an email. Send us a DM on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we just want to hear from you. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.